Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. They didn't even play. But it was a losing day for one team. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Good morning, everybody. This is Fox Football Southern. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. And we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be, the way football should be spoken, comes out of this man's mouth. His name is Bucky Brooks. Hello, Buck. How are you? What's up, man? What's going on? Great college football. uh, What a day. Great college football Saturday. Just unbelievable. What a day. I can't believe now. I, I said that one team didn't play. It was a losing day for them. I'm talking about the Ohio State University. They needed Washington to beat Oregon, okay, and that's a check next to that. Michigan over Iowa, that happened. Georgia over Alabama did not happen. Louisville did beat Florida State, and Oklahoma State did not beat Texas. They needed all those scenarios to get back into the playoffs. It didn't happen. If you remember last year, Ohio State lost to Michigan by 22, but they still got into the playoffs through the back door. Ain't gonna happen this year but i gotta ask you about yesterday any surprises in your mind bucky brooks <laughs> yesterday <laughs> i mean there were i mean look i am surprised at um not surprised at alabama one but i'm surprised at just watching the team develop over the course of the season to go back and to listen to the conversations even that we had on this show about alabama after they lost to texas after they played against south florida it didn't necessarily light up the scoreboard but to see this team kind of grow jalen milro grow over the course of the season as a coach i'm gonna tell you i love that part of it uh the part that is difficult for me i also love the fact that uh fsu was able to play with Second-team quarterback during the year, third-team quarterback in a championship game, and they found a way to win. And so a lot of the Johnny-come-lately opinions are based on what they just saw yesterday. But I think, you to be fair, you have to judge these teams on the entire season, how they played, how they dominated over the entire season. And winning matters, and we can't put a lot into point differential and those things. It is hard to win games at any level. It's hard to win games in very competitive leagues. And so you have to reward the teams that were able to do it time in, time over time, over time, over time. And so it'll be interesting to see how this college football uh, committee how, how, how it determines which Ford deserves to be in. 
But, man, I think there are five teams that deserve to go, but only four are going to make it. It's amazing. It really is. I look, I'm tired already of hearing that the SEC champion has never been left out of the playoff. Sorry, you know, there's always going to be a first, and it's going to be today. And I think that you could rip me if you want to, but I'm going to tell you my final four as we speak now. Michigan, number one. Florida State, number two. Washington, three. And Texas gets in at four. So you have Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Texas? Well, Florida State, two, and Washington, three. Okay. And Texas. Um, look, I, I look. I can't disagree with any of those. You know, I I can't disagree with any of those teams being in based on the criteria that has been set forth. Right. All of those teams had significant wins. All of those teams won their conferences. Each of those teams has multiple wins over top twenty-five teams at the time. All that stuff is great. Now, if we were playing uh, reality ball and we had to line up Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Texas against Georgia. Or Bama, how many of those teams would be favored against Georgia? How many of those teams would be favored against Alabama? You know, and so it's unfortunate that the SEC could be left out when we all know, we all know that those are two of the best teams in the country. Right. But based on the criteria, it's going to leave those teams out. And the criteria, I guess, is uh, championships won. So I think, obviously, if you're undefeated mm-hmm. and you win your conference, I think you got to go. Strength of schedule, all right, head-to-head competition, and comparative outcomes of common opponents, all right? So, look, mm-hmm. you look at the strength of schedule. Texas schedule number 11 in strength. Alabama 31, Georgia 61. You know, and they're great. I mean, Alabama and Georgia, look, I, I believe those two teams are in the top four in the country. But if you go by the criteria, they don't pass the test. They just don't. Yeah, based on the criteria. like, And here's why the playoff field need to be expanded. Because these things need to be determined on the field. The other thing, and one of the reasons why I have to, even though I don't think Florida State is one of the four best teams currently constructed, one of the reasons why Florida State has to go in, they took on the challenge of scheduling an LSU team that was expected to be good, that was a top team when they came in. They knocked them off. And what I don't want to happen is, because we penalize teams for playing tough teams early, that now we get a lot of soft games on the schedule early until you get to the conference. And so for us, we can't have it both ways. And so if we want to have it where teams either play tough teams or whatever, we got to set a criteria that rewards teams for playing and defeating those tough teams. Right, and let's break this down for a second because, again, it keeps on coming back and back to my head that the SEC champion has never been left out of the playoff. Well, Alabama beat Georgia. We know that 27-24, and that was the SEC championship game. But – Texas beat Alabama, as you mentioned, back in September, 34-24. That's the, that's the dagger. That's the dagger right there. And you say an undefeated Power 5 team has never been left out of the playoff. Well, Florida State wins the ACC championship game beating Louisville. As you mentioned, third-string quarterback did not look impressive. However, they won it, and they're undefeated. You know, what do you do? I mean, it, it's a tough situation, but I will tell you this. There's going to be people yelling and screaming, or whatever it may be, and they got to do it on the field, as you say. But I go back. I remember when they never had a playoff. It was decided by the Associated mm-hmm. Press. The Associated, you probably remember that too. The Associated Press picked a college football champion, and they never played the game on the field. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's just one of those things, you know. Like, uh, uh, look, more more eyeballs on it, controversy sales. It it um is um 
great to have strong opinions about this. And these strong opinions will carry over and they will set the table for what will be a great uh, some great theater when they, the, the playoff field expands to 12. Because once you go to 12, no excuses. You know, well, yeah, well, uh, when they go to 12, there's going to be arguments. Why did they get in? Now there's an argument. Why didn't they get in? Yeah, but the thing about the 12, though, everyone has to play, and you'll eventually shake out the top four teams. You know, right. Okay. Um, right. It's just one of those things that it, it little man, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate the way uh, Georgia and Bama, and a lot of times when you lose matter. Uh, if you lose at the beginning of the year, um, you're typically not penalized like you are if you lose at the end of the year because look man we Johnny come lately when it comes to the sport in terms of like tuning in and seeing who's who and what's what and some of these teams like like yesterday was the first time that a lot of people tuned in to watch college football from top to bottom your casuals just had an opportunity to see the championship games um you know, but if you watched it all year, if you followed hard, you kind of understand you have a respect for all of these teams. And I'll say this uh, about Texas. Look, man, Texas knocked off Alabama. They went to Alabama and knocked them off. Uh, we can say that Alabama has grown, but that shouldn't take away from what Texas has done. Right. In the head-to-head matchup, Texas has to, has to get denied because – Texas beat them. And that's what we have to go by. We can't go by what we think would happen right now. We have to go by the results that took place on the field. The team that I would say is probably the one that's subject to the most debate. I think the conversation comes down to Alabama versus Florida State because we know that Florida State is different without Jordan Travis. And so are we going to reward or are we going to punish the rest of the team for them not having their star quarterback? Because that kind of goes against what we talk about in team sports when it talks about overcoming resilience, grit, toughness, all that other stuff. If we're going to punish them, I mean, there's no perfect team. You know, there's no perfect team that is ideally made for TV. Yes, you want to start quarterback, but if he's not there, this team is gritty enough that they've won two games without him. Now, they so, struggled against Louisville yesterday. They really did. I mean, they struggled. They're gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. They're yeah. going to struggle in the playoff field if they get in <laughs> like they're gonna struggle without a quarterback if you don't have a quarterback it makes it very very difficult to win games and it would be very difficult for florida state to navigate the playoff field they'll be motivated in those things but the facts are the facts if you don't have a high-end quarterback it's gonna be hard to win all those teams that we're talking about all have high-end quarterbacks that are playing right now so that's just the facts they don't have them it's gonna be tough and i'm not saying that they're the sacrificial lamb but if they get into the thing it's gonna be hard for them to advance right and initially i was not too happy when they said you're gonna put 12 in there because it's gonna dilute it you know now on second thought i gotta say to myself you know oklahoma and texas are going to the sec you gotta open it up to 12 teams i mean what happens now when oklahoma and texas get, what if texas what if they were in the sec this year how crazy would that be Right. Well, it so, would be so. crazy. And and not only that, you talk about the 12 teams. Well, if you wanted to really decide it on the field where you put the best teams there, the easiest way to do it is all the conference champions have an automatic berth. They get into the tournament. Right. Then you take the six at large teams, you put them in and you throw them in the mix. That way, no one has an argument. The ACC can't argue, hey, our champion didn't get in because there are going to be years that the ACC champion or whoever, they don't have the best team. Like their team may have three losses and those things, but they can jump in the tournament and they can have an opportunity to win it. It's no different than the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament isn't necessarily the best team like March Madness. It's not the best team that wins that. The team that's it's hot. the team that navigates. Yeah, the hot team, the team that navigates the field. And yeah, so exactly that's just right. what it is. 
And the big argument today, when all is said and done, is that the number one team in the rankings have never missed the playoffs. Well, you know, honestly, Georgia is going to probably miss the playoffs. I'm sorry, they're the number one team, but they didn't get it done when they had to get it done. That's the bottom line. I mean, they had a 29-game winning streak down the tubes. No, they, no they, they didn't get it done. And, you know, the thing about it, no one would sit here and say that Georgia is not deserving of being one of the top four teams, but they've kind of flirted with disaster on a few occasions this year. Had a tough game versus Missouri. Um, there were some other tough games on their schedule where they never really looked like they had it all together. They just kept winning games. Uh, it's unfortunate that they lost in the championship game, so that knocks them out. But ultimately, Alabama did what I don't know if any of those other teams could do. They, look, they, they swiped the crown off the king. I don't know if those other teams could have swiped the crown away from the king. And it would be right. crazy to think that Alabama does the work that no one else could. And both of those teams are on the outside looking in. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, my, my head is spinning because I'm thinking maybe maybe Florida State doesn't get in. Maybe Alabama gets in. And I, I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not on the committee. I'm glad I don't have to answer those questions. But I will say this. No team ranked out of the top six uh, in the rankings has ever made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Texas was seven last week. They're probably going to make the mm-hmm. field right now. Alabama is number eight. I still think they got a shot, whether it's over Texas or over Florida State. And maybe Florida State gets the boot, and maybe Alabama for winning that game yesterday gets in. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's a, these guys got to make a, a tough call, and I don't want to have to answer the questions if I was them, really. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this is what they signed up for. This is what they wanted. Uh, you know, you wanted to see... Uh, the best teams get in. You want to have debate. You want to give people a reason to tune in. Well, everyone has a reason to tune in now because we're going to see what they decided, what they value, how um, closely do they stick to the criteria that they've talked about. Um, It's all fun and games when you don't have to make hard decisions, but now they have to make hard decisions. I would say the most vulnerable team to me that was in now would be Florida State because Florida State, I think you can make the argument for them – being in based on their body of work, but you also eyeball test or just from a realistic standpoint, without their star quarterback, it's going to be hard for them to win the national right. title. And so, right. I mean, that's what it is. And so you have to make a decision. Are you penalizing the team for an injury or are you rewarding them for winning in spite of? That's what well, you have to figure out. If you were to ask me right now who I would vote for, I'm going to tell you right now, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington, in my heart of hearts, would get in. Why? Undefeated conference championships. That's it. I mean, I think you have to – you deserve something for becoming undefeated and winning your conference champion, right? And I, I think uh, those, guys, those yeah, teams I, have to I mean, I, Yeah, I mean, those things have to go through. But then you and I can also sit here and say all conferences aren't created equal, right? That's true. Like, That's true. We, can, we can talk about those conferences. We can talk about all that other stuff. But I will tell you the SEC is different. Uh, there's a reason if you go, like, from a scouting standpoint why more players than – any other conference come from the SEC. There's a reason why the SEC has dominated the field when it comes to winning national championships over the last 20 years. And everyone can talk that talk about, like, oh, it's okay. But until you have to play those teams, until you have to watch those teams play those teams, there's a difference. Now, they may be out, and they have to be out based on the criteria that they set, but make no mistake about it. The SEC is the best conference in football, bar, bar none. And it'll continue to be that way. 
It's kind of crazy. Now, head-to-head, Georgia's 0-1 against the field. Alabama's 1-1. Texas is 1-0. Texas' win against Alabama came by 10 points on the road. On the road. I mean, these are all the factors that get together today on this voting situation. It's going to be crazy. It really is. And someone's going to go home crying. They really will. But again, I say that if you're undefeated and win your conference, I think that's that's the key to get into the door and you're in. I mean, and you're right. Florida State's going to get demolished. I mean, they got a third-string quarterback. I mean, they're struggling right now. But I think that you can't take that away from them. They deserve to be there because of the season they had, undefeated, and they won the conference. I mean, what else do you say? Yeah, and again, look, I, I mean, agree with you. All conferences aren't created equal. No, they aren't. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like matching up Washington versus Georgia or Alabama, I can't sit here and say that the Huskies would be favorites or would win those games. Like I, I'm not confident in that. I remember back in tw- 2016 when Washington had to play Alabama. It's not the same, but the last time we saw them venture out, I mean, it wasn't pretty. You know, there, there's a difference the style of play and all that other stuff. Those teams deserve to get in based on the criteria that the committee set. But I want people to clearly understand: two of the f- best teams, Alabama and Georgia, could be on the outside. And there's okay, no what denying that Bucky, those are the two it, best teams. What would have happened if Oregon would have beaten Washington on Friday? And that really would have made the situation muddy. If Oregon it would have been, been it would have made it muddy. And like, here's another thing: when we talk about the eyeball test, you couldn't have told me that Washington would have knocked off Oregon based on the way that Oregon was playing ahead of that game. Oregon right. looked like one of the best teams in the country, right. but when they put the ball on the field and they lined up and snapped it, Washington got it done. And ultimately, that's what has to happen. So if you're the college football playoff committee, you set a criteria, you got to stick to the criteria. And they're going to be naysayers or people that are mad about what happened. But if you set a criteria, you set a list of standards that have to be checked off and met, you know, the rules is what the rules is. <laughs> you're exactly right. And I'll end it with this. You know, my guy, I wanted to see win the Heisman Trophy. Whoa, that's Ollie Gordon, the running back at Oklahoma State. 13 carries, like something like 36 yards or something against Texas. Texas demolished Oklahoma State. And, ooh, I, I, I was hoping Ollie gets a shot. I think he'll get votes. I think Ollie will get votes, but I don't think he's going to get it. No, I don't think he'll get it. And, you know, the funny thing, I don't, like Bo Nix and Michael Penix put on shows, I – I don't think they get it either. You know, I think, I think ultimately, if we're, if we're going to be, if we're going to talk about that, that's another debate. If we're talking about the Heisman Trophy being the best player in college football, to me, it's going to be hard to deny Jaden Daniels from getting the trophy. Yeah, he'll get it. I think he will get it. But it's going to be a tight vote. They really will. And, and I like to see the voting breakdown by areas of the country. That's where you get the votes because everybody in the South will be voting for Jalen. And this just the way it is. I mean, and I don't know how many more voters there are in that section of the country than others. But I think that's why he'll get it. Really. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Funky Brooks right here. Andy Furman. We are Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Got a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. And, of course, you could get Bucky Brooks on X, Y, Z, Twitter, wherever you want to call it, at Bucky Brooks, at Andy Furman FSR, or, better yet, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And this this team has silently moved into the playoff conversation. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Dynasty the king. Uh, king uh. 
What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Get ready for a real draft. That's right around the corner. It's about 24 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. And away we go with NFL talk right now. I think we could uh, wait for Mike Harmon in hour number three to kind of pick up on the college talk. There's a lot of college talk. But we got NFL today. It's week 13, Buck. And the Colts are playing the Titans. The Colts won back in week five at Indianapolis, 23-16. The Colts beat Houston uh, last week and uh, a better record in conference games than Denver. That moves Indianapolis ahead of the Texans and the Broncos. They're all 6-5 and five right now. So all of a sudden, this team has moved into playoff competition. That's the Indianapolis Colts. I'm surprised about that, really. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would be surprised when you think about the fact that this team lost their starting quarterback, Anthony Richardson, to an injury. Garner Minshew's playing. They recently let go of one of their defensive leaders in Shaq Leonard. 
but yet this team is right on the edge of um, being a playoff contender. And if you look at their schedule, their schedule is pretty soft down the stretch. They have a very realistic shot of being able to get in. Shane Steichen has done a great job of taking a young team, kind of getting all the pieces in play together, particularly on offense, and getting them going. And then I can't say enough about the job that Gus Bradley has done with the defense. This is a team that is competitive. They play with great effort and energy, and they found various ways to win games. At the end of the day, man, it doesn't matter how much you win by what it looks like. You just got to be in the win column, and they've been able to do that successfully. You're certainly right about that. And the Titans, as far as they're concerned, they just got by the Panthers this week. They had a tough time. Panthers, so obviously I don't think they're going to beat the Colts today. So there you go. Colts are hot. They're on their way. And, uh, you know, I, I live. In, you know I live in the greater Cincinnati area. It would be a shame, and it could very well happen, that the Indianapolis Colts get into the playoffs and the Cincinnati Bengals don't. You would have told me that in August. I would have laughed in your face. But there's a real <laughs> good possibility right now. That could happen. Yeah, very realistic possibility that it could happen. Um, it Look, it, it, football is a funny game, but at the end of the day, you got to execute under pressure, and great coaches find different ways to lead their teams to victory. And the Colts have found different ways to be able to win games, and some of these other teams have found a way to kind of get it done. And I, Look, I enjoy it. Uh, I think I think it's always a good thing to see different teams in the mix, and you have to give them credit for just hanging and being in the mix, regardless of whether they're able to finish it off or not. There you go. Chargers are playing at the New England Patriots. Patriots, it's hard to believe this. They're two and nine, and the last and they're going to draft in the top five. The last time they drafted in the top five was basically 1994, and at that time they drafted USC's linebacker Willie McGinnis. So uh, they're going to get a good draft at least. But you know what? They're not going to win today. They're going to lose to the Chargers. They may lose fairly big too. Chargers have one of the Ooh. worst passing defenses in the league. But you know what? Ain't going to help the Patriots because they can't take advantage of it. They can't pass the football. No, nah, um, they can't. They can't pass the football. But I, look, the Patriots are close. They just haven't gotten good, good enough play from offense, and particularly the quarterback, to win games. But if the Chargers think this is going to be an easy win, they they also can't take care of business. Um, depending upon Keenan Allen's status and, and how he goes about playing, if he's able to play, like it, it changes the equation. Uh, I think this would be a much tighter game than many expect. I mean, I don't know how many guys are going to tune in to watch this game, but I think this would be a very tight, very competitive game. And Zappi's quarterbacking today for the for the New England Patriots. I guess they flip a coin week to week who's going to quarterback. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. But uh, I, I think the Patriots were scheduled on a Thursday night or a Monday night, whatever it may have been. I know I just read the other day they've been taken off right now, thank goodness. I, I don't think anybody wants to watch them, although they're on, I think, against the Steelers this Thursday night. I, I just I, I don't understand the logic about that. I mean, you want to really sell and put your best foot forward when you're the only game in town. You're the big stage, be it on Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night, and, and you're putting on teams that really and truly nobody wants to see. They don't want to watch these games. <laughs> I mean, I watch them all, but I mean, there's got to be a, an interest, really. I mean, to watch a two and nine Patriot team, and it hurts me to say that, but they are, and, and they're not good. And there's other things to do rather than watch a game like that. <laughs> You're funny. You'll be watching. I mean, the, it, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing about it, like, you can't control those things. You just never know how the season's going to play out. I mean, ultimately, you try and flex out some of those games if you can, but sometimes you get stuck with a bad matchup. The thing about us, we have proven that no matter what, the uh, football-consuming public will watch anything. And so if it's on, particularly the National Football League, we're going to watch it, whether we like the teams or not. 
Right. You're exactly. And you know what? We also watch it because of the officiating. We could yell, scream, and cry and pull our hair out. We'll still watch it even though there's bad officiating. We don't care. We, they, it's something to talk about. And the officiating probably is a little worse this year than it has been in years past. But that's just the way it is. It's part of the package. And we love it. And we still watch it. That's, that's the way it is. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that is the way it is. Sorry, no. that's weird. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Struggling down the stretch. That's coming up next on Fox Live from the Tyrac.com studios. But first, Kevin Wyatt with all your sports. Yeah, we got some NFL updates overnight from Ian Rappaport. Here's a big one. Uh, there's a lot of hype around Aaron Rodgers. He's been... Uh, Activated, or at least uh, the practice window has been activated. He's returned to practice. However, Rappaport's saying that if the Jets are out of the playoffs, Rodgers not expected to be cleared. However, there is a chance he is activated this season to put him back on the 53-man roster. But even then, if the team is out of it, he wouldn't play. He may, for instance, be the third quarterback only to be used in an emergency, helping him stay connected and involved. Uh, they have not used a third quarterback this season. So that's according to Rappaport, something to uh, keep an eye on. Tom Pellicero saying that Saints wide receiver Chris Olave listed as questionable going through concussion protocol. He is expected to play today against the Lions while uh, defensive end Cam Jordan, who didn't practice at all this week because of an ankle injury. He is a game time decision, although he does have a shot to play. Other updates from uh, Rappaport. Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin plans to play today against the Panthers as long as he wakes up feeling good. The Jets expected to have both running back Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook today against the Falcons. Patriots running back Ezekiel Elliott, he's listed as questionable with a thigh injury, expected to play against the Chargers. And some good news for Los Angeles. They're going to have uh, wide receiver Keenan Allen. He's got a quadriceps issue and listed as questionable, but he is expected to play. Texans wide receiver Tank Dell listed as questionable with a calf injury expected to go and wide receiver Noah Brown he hasn't played since early November because of a knee issue is also expected to go Cardinals wide receiver Hollywood Brown and tight end Trey McBride but they're both listed as questionable however they are expected to play today and of course college football championship weekend Saturday night or Saturday all day and uh, the day had a big surprise at least uh, Alabama taking down Georgia 27-24 ending the Bulldogs' 29-game winning streak, so that really uh, throws the playoff rankings up in the air, so the committee going to have a lot to think about when they release their final rankings later today. Number 2, Michigan did win, beating number 16, Iowa, 26-0. Number 4, Florida State, 16-6 winners over number 14, Louisville. Number 7, Texas pounds, number 18, Oklahoma State, 49-21 as they leave for the SEC. And number 22, Tulane falls at home to SMU, 26-14. Back to you guys. Thank you, Kev. See you in about an hour. Yes, yes, they're in first. That's coming up next on Fox Live from the Tyrac.com studios. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman, and this is Fox Football Sunday. And by the way, football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Krakenberger will give you covered for three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM right here on Fox Sports Radio and, of course, the iHeartRadio app. Now, we got Bucky, ask Bucky in about maybe seven, eight minutes from now, but now we're going to talk about the Lions and the Saints. Lions are at the Saints today. The Saints entered last Sunday uh, and they had a 24 15 loss at Atlanta with a almost 
percent success rate converting red zone opportunities into touchdowns. That was the Saints. They went 0 for 5 in Atlanta last week, so you can't figure anything. As far as the Lions are concerned, they have now they got to get off Thanksgiving Day. They've lost seven straight games on Thanksgiving Day. They got to forget it. I mean, NFL, listen, please get them off Thanksgiving. Give them a break, okay? And they have surrendered almost a hundred points and more than eleven hundred yards in the three games since their bye week. Bucky, what's going on with the Lions? I think there's a little vulnerability there. I think that uh, the the the, uh, the the Lions right now are not the Lions that we thought of early on. <clears throat> no, here's the thing about the, the NFL season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And what happens, the good teams want to be playing their best ball down the stretch. Every team, championship team or not, they always go through some kind of lull or, or a streak of adversity during the course of the season. And how you navigate that determines whether you're able to kind of get back on track and play at a championship level when it counts. For the Lions, they've kind of hit their lull. And let's see how Dan Campbell is able to kind of work this team through this tough spot. What can they fix about their defense that has shown up? How can they get better efficiency from their offense? Can they lean more into the running game? All of those things. Can they clean up some of the turnovers that might have popped up? All of those things um, kind of determine whether you win or lose these games. And so they have plenty of stuff to clean up. But good coaches, good teams, they're able to take – those bad moments, those difficult moments, look at the film, make the corrections, and then they get back on track and they become a better team. We'll see if Dan Campbell and the Lions have it in them. Well, if Dan Campbell was looking at anything, looking at film, New Orleans has a soft run defense, and the Lions have David Montgomery and Jamar Gibbs. Give them the football, run the football. I think the Lions win. They got back to their winning ways today, and I think they'll win. Not big, but I think they'll win. Mm. No, you you like, mm. whoa, wait a minute. You're taking the no, Saints in? Okay. I'm not taking the Saints. I'm just saying, I'm like, you're just so confident. You said they're winning ways, like back on track. Well, you know, I, I do sound confident, but when I, see the, yeah, when I see the scores at the end of the day, I get destroyed. I get destroyed. I mean, I mean, you, you can't pick. I mean, they talk about gambling and betting. I mean, I, I, I venture to guess there aren't many people that come away, you know, with a pocket full of money after NFL Sunday. I, I don't know how you can. I, I really, it's it's such a difficult task. Like you just said, you don't know on any given Sunday what's going to happen. But I do think the Lions are a better team. And I think if they play error-free football, which is a, a, a possibility, I mean, it's hard to do that, they'll win the game. Falcons-Jets. This is maybe a little easier. A little easier to pick one. Falcons are uh, they're five and six, but technically they're in first place. After beating mm-hmm. the Saints last week, they're also 5-6, and six, and both teams will meet again in Week 17. We're in Week 13 now. The Falcons, they got a feed day running back, uh, John Robinson, uh, and, and over the Saints, he had 123 total yards and two touchdowns. And uh, again, the Jets struggled to stop the run. The Jets, if they're going to win, they got to win on tough defense. They can't stop the run, though, so i take the Falcons in this game. Yeah, I would take the Falcons in this. I mean, it comes down to the Jets don't get enough play from their offense. And let's be also be honest, their defense hasn't played up to snuff either. Right. You know, lost in all the conversation about Aaron Rodgers coming back has been the fact that the defense, a defense that many of us celebrated as an elite defense, has not been able to carry this team to wins. We've seen the Cleveland Browns have similar struggles with their quarterbacks being out, but this team has won because their defense has played at a higher level. At some point, Robert Sala has to get that defense playing. We can make all the excuses about Hey, offensively, you don't get this or whatever. Like they, they are the Iowa of uh, yeah. the NFL. Yeah. They don't get the offense, but unlike Iowa, they're not playing the level of defense that gives them an opportunity to be in games. And 
I would want to see from the Jets a different style of play. If you know that your offense is not great, well, then you got to make sure you minimize their impact on the game. Run the football, have them not turn the ball over, lean on the defense to get stops, create turnovers. Special teams has to pick up and make plays so you can win some of these games, 17, 13, 21, 17, close games, but your defense plays a role. They haven't done that. And so as disappointing and as much blame as we'll put on if they just had Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that's one part of it, but they haven't played well. And it'd be interesting to see how this team finishes up. More importantly, it'd be interesting to see what Woody Johnson thinks about this team at the end of the year. I am so glad you brought that up, that Aaron Rodgers situation. I'm watching TV the other day, TV sports, whatever, maybe I don't remember, but I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers on the field throwing the football. Could you tell mm-hmm. me, explain to me the injury that he had? How is it possible that he's even considering coming back to play? Please explain. The guy's 39 years old. I think he just turned 40. How could he come back after that injury, which was devastating? Yeah, it was devastating, but give him credit, man. He's, he's worked his way back. He, he he found some new age science and medicine that has helped him get back on the field. And he, he's going to give himself a chance to play if they're in contention. Um, you love to see that from your franchise quarterback, you know, that he wants to come back and, and all of that. If he does it, man, you talk about a minor miracle to be able to be back in four months. I right. mean, that used to be a 12-month injury. I remember when – I mean, this is years ago, but I remember when Dan Marino had it, man. That was almost like the end of your career. He – sat back there in those big old ski boots and didn't move and just threw from the shotgun and was never the same player. Uh, If he's able to come back successfully, even on the practice field, to move around after this, it's a game changer from the medical standpoint. I have not done any research on his medical history as far as the operation or who did the operation. Was it a different doctor? Was it a different? Was it something different than any other athlete has had done on that operation? Because for him to come back so quickly, it's almost amazing. But again, he's kind of a voodoo kind of guy when he went down in in that cave for four days to think about his future. I mean, anything's possible with Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, anything is possible. He hasn't really let on or said. There hasn't been a lot of information uh, put out there about his medical treatment, his surgery, what he what he elected to do, and those things. But within the NFL community, they'll quickly find out because the trainers will all talk to one another. And when you see other Achilles injuries, I'm sure Kirk Cousins got wind of what Aaron Rodgers did and had to make a decision on right. if he wanted to take that aggressive path or if he wanted to do something else. Interesting. I mean, again, you're right. It's been very, very low-key. Can't hear about it because he may have done something. I'm not going to say it's, it's illegal or drugs or whatever it may be, but something he did. And there's no doubt in my mind he had to work his butt off, I mean, with training and getting back in shape and rehab. I'm, I, it just doesn't happen overnight, and it's not magic. But something he has done, which has been a lot different than anybody else in that similar uh, operation with the Achilles. I've never heard about that before. Like, you're right. I remember the Dan Marino thing. They thought he was finished. Finished. Amazing. Yeah, and he came back and he he couldn't move. He was he was never the same. You know, he was just in the shotgun, stood back there and and just kind of threw it around. But he was never he couldn't move. I mean, at all. And so for us to kind of come so far when it comes to Achilles and those things. Now that was last year. Cam Akers popped his Achilles during the summer, but then was able to kind of make it back on the field by the by the end of the year. Um, it's not unprecedented. But in terms of the time frame, four months is so short. You just don't expect to see it turn around that quickly. Really is. Bucky Brooks, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, a wardrobe malfunction in sports? Bucky talks about it next. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Bucky coming right up. It's about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. And by the way, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right. It's that time. It's Ask Bucky time. And here we go. University of Louisville point guard. His name is Ty- uh, who was that again? Tyrue Johnson. Tyler Rue Johnson. He didn't play in the first half the other day against Bellarmine, and I'll tell you why. He didn't play according to their coach, Kenny Payne. Quote, we didn't have the tights he wanted. Have you ever heard of this? He had uh, one legging that he played in the second half with, but he said uh, we didn't have the tights he wanted that we've never had for him, and he decided, I don't feel like I can go. A malfunction, a, a wardrobe malfunction at the University of Louisville basketball. Have you heard anything like this in your entire athletic career, Bucky Brooks? I have not heard anything like that, but I think it's crazy. And... 
look, and I love the young generation of, of players in all sports, but you have to be able to play through some things when you're uncomfortable. And so if it's, unless it was injury-related where he needed compressions because of a knee or lower leg injury, that's one thing. But if this was just for style and style only, yeah, that's unacceptable. And I, I, look, I, I don't have anything to say about that. Like, that's stupid. Now, how, how many of these athletes right now are wearing those compression leggings for style? Because you can't tell me everybody needs that uh, compression to be playing basketball. They're out there in the park in the summertime, and they're not wearing leggings, okay? So I, I think a lot of it's style. They wear more armor than the, than the guys that are fighting the war right now in Israel. I'm telling you. They got it on their elbow. They got it on their arms. They got it on their legs. It's, it's unbelievable. i never seen that in basketball before. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy how uh, it's going to become that. And it depends on, like, what coaches allow, you know. Um, you don't see Alabama players running around with one leg on and one leg out. Right. You know, a lot right. of it depends on what the coach's staff allows. And if they allow that at Louisville, you know, hats off to him. But he has to be able to be willing to play for his team if it's not injury-related. The thing that I don't know and we don't know is if injuries had to play a part in whether – he needed the tights or not. But if it's not injury-related, if it's style-related, that's unacceptable. And it's very selfish for him right. to not play and leave his teammates out. Well said. All right. Moving back to football right now, let's talk about Dak Prescott. Is Dak Prescott's name now moving into the MVP conversation in the National Football League? Yes. Um, you look at his last handful of games. I, I saw stats with the 16-1 and touchdown-to-interception ratio made the last five mm-hmm. games. The way that he's playing under Mike McCarthy. No one wanted this. Everyone was fascinated by Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore was a great play caller. But the thing about Mike McCarthy, who is a Super Bowl-winning head coach, and I know everyone wants to give that to Aaron Rodgers, but he has won at a high level in this league. And what he has done is he's changed their offense to put the team in a better position to win because they play complimentary football. For the quarterback, he's changed up some of the stuff that they did, more run-based, more play action. Uh, I would say more high-efficiency concepts like high completion percentage and those things. Dak Prescott has responded. He's responded well. This offense is rolling, and he's playing maybe the best football that we've seen him play this year. All right. I'm glad to hear that because I agree with you on that. Now, this is somebody you're familiar with, Zay Jones, the wide receiver from Jacksonville. Had one pass for 12 yards last week. What gives right now? We expect more from Jones, right? Yeah, but, I mean, this offense, like, I'll be honest with you, like, Zay is maybe the fourth and fifth option in the offense. It'll go from, you know, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, in whatever order, and then Zay Jones gets to it. That said, he's a very key piece of the offensive puzzle because he's kind of the fun that keeps them all together. Uh, you can't judge his contributions based solely on numbers. You have mm-hmm. to look at how this team plays when he's on the field. He keeps it all together. Okay, now let's talk about the Denver Broncos for a second. They've won five in a row. Their wide receiver, Jerry Judy, he has just 10 receptions for 14 yards and no touchdowns in the last three games, but they're 5-0. and How does that happen? Uh, it happens in a way because the Broncos have changed their style. They basically adopted a lot of things that Russell Wilson did in Seattle, and they've made that kind of the bedrock of their offense approach. A lot of run game, movement-based passes, very conservative uh, offensive approach, but the plan has worked out because the defense is playing well. At the end of the day, Sean Payton's about getting wins. He's not worried about the individual stats of his best players, and it's working. Coach of the year, Sean Payton right now, uh, who is he, who's he going up against? 
Yeah, I mean, he's one of the coaches of the year. I mean, there's so many guys have done a good job. Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh is also in the conversation. There we go. Now, did the change really make a difference? That and so much more where on Fox Football Sunday next. He's a loser against his peers. That's right around the corner. Good morning, everybody. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be, the way football should be spoken, and that's Bucky Brooks right here. Here right now. Hello, Buck. How you doing? Week 13. <clears throat> Week 13 is here, man. I'm excited about it. We are now down the stretch run. Uh, the best teams are beginning to play their best down the stretch. I want to go back for a second, back in time to, to the college football games of yesterday, if you don't mind. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. If you are Kirby Smart, the coach of Georgia, if you are Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama, how do you defend yourself and getting into the Final Four? Because as it looks right now, those two teams will be on the sidelines, although we do both agree that they are the two of the best four teams in the country, but they're going to be sitting and watching these games. I mean, it's hard. I mean, obviously, you talk about the body of work. If you're Georgia, you just talk about 29-game win streak. Uh, you lose in a championship game against a good Alabama team. Uh, and then you add, you just kind of appeal to them. Hey, guys, y'all know we've won the four best teams in college football. You don't win the amount of games that we've won without being able to do it. We did it in the toughest conference in America, and you have to give us credit for that. It just makes it hard because they don't have a championship. You know, not winning the SEC championship hurts them when you look at their resume compared to the other resumes. And if we're doing what you're supposed to do, which is not taking previous years, uh, if you don't consider those, you just take it based on what you saw this year. They don't have a strong enough case to kind of maybe compel the committee to let them in. This is just an unusual year that the teams that they're competing with for postseason bursts, they all have championships. They also have significant wins as well. You know, I really appreciate it because uh, at the end of the game, CBS were interviewing, they were interviewing Nick Saban, and they asked him about your thoughts about going to the Final Four. What do you think? And he, he was really, uh, he, he was great because he said, that's not for me to decide. That's up to the committee. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great answer. But then you see these other coaches pounding on the desk. I mean, Florida State and Kirby Smart, I mean, they're going crazy. It's not going to change things. I mean, it's in the hands of the committee, and they're going to get it done. So I, I applaud Nick Saban, who, A, congratulated Georgia after beating them, and B, said, look, you know, that's not my call. You know, that's in the hands of the, of the committee. And I really, I, 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 was, I was pleasantly surprised by seeing Nick Saban do that. Yeah, no, it was it, – <clears throat> So if, if, if you've been around and watched him and heard him talk, he talks about being in the moment and just controlling what he can control. Ultimately, the only thing that Bama could control is how they played on the field. They played on the field. They knocked off the number one team. Their job is done. They can't control whether the committee lets them in, and they'll have to kind of move forward based on whatever that decision is from the committee. Uh, in terms of um, playing and doing all the other stuff, they did it right. I mean, they have mm-hmm. they see significance in winning the SEC championship. And some people are dismissive of that because we're kind of in an all or nothing society where we only talk about the national championship and we don't talk about the other stuff. But for Alabama to come back and do what they were able to do over the year, if it ends with them just being the SEC champions, I think he understands and appreciates how far that team has gone, even though they may fall short of kind of like their national championship dreams. 
Right. Another team that may be going far further than anybody would think are the Pittsburgh Steelers in the National Football League. They changed their offensive coordinator just days before the game last week against the Bengals. Matt Canada was fired, and the Steelers come back. They topped 400 yards for the first time in 58 games. They outgained their opponent for the first time this year in their 16-10 to win over the Bengals. And I tell you what, I think those, those offensive statistics are somewhat questionable because, I hate to say it, they were against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, a little bit, but those those statistics, statistics still matter because you're talking about an offense that was putrid. I mean, it was terrible uh, right. before they took over. Matt Canada could never get it going. I mean, you talk about, I think he was in charge 58, 59 games. They couldn't get over 400 yards. They hadn't really had an offensive explosion. Uh, this new crew comes in where they split up the offensive coordinator duties, more emphasis on the running game. Najee Harris has a big game. They, they pound the ball. And even though they only scored 16 points, they didn't have I would say the spectacular performance that some of us want when it comes to the numbers and the splashy plays, they won and it was a different looking offense, a more efficient and effective offense. And if you're Mike Tomlin, you're okay with that because at the end of the day, it's about winning games and doing what you need to do with the team that you have to win. Right, and Kenny Pickett, the Steelers quarterback, put up 278 yards, which was uh, a great day for him, and they win the game. They're 7-4 and four right now, and they're hosting the Arizona Cardinals today. And a question now, if you're on the coaching staff of the Cardinals, you know, obviously a, a lot of teams use the film to see what their game plan is going to be. They're not going to have a lot of film or any film at all on the new Steelers offensive coordinator. How much of a problem is that going to be in scouting the opponent? Uh, you get used to it. I mean, you figure it out. Like, you don't have... Um, okay, so you don't have the film on the opponent in terms of, you know, you don't have four games. You can't do a, a breakdown, but you got a little idea. You got a little taste of what he wants to do last week. You begin to build off of that. You you anticipate them continue to um, add and enhance to what he's already done, and you have to be able to adapt and adjust as the games go forward. It's difficult, but you get used to it. You settle into the game. You begin to have a good feel for what the opponent wants to do. Right, and I wouldn't even call this game a trap game because I think you look at a team like the Arizona Cardinals, I'd have to say that 2-10, and ten, this team is in disarray. They have no idea what they're doing. They really don't, and Kyler Murray's coming back. He's not the same. We'll see what happens. But this is a great game for that Steelers offense to get a lot of confidence. Najee Harris could pick up a lot of yardage today. I think it'll be a big game for the Steelers. They're going to win. They're not going to win by a lot. Their offense will be well. They'll do well, but they'll, they'll score the points that they had not scored last week. They'll score maybe about three touchdowns today. Mm. Three touchdowns. You don't think so? I mean, okay. Three touchdowns. I'm just saying. you Generous. Okay. I mean, I dig it. Three touchdowns. It just sounds like a lot. It sounds well, like a lot when talking about a team. Just they all got to win this yeah, game. Yeah. There's no okay. doubt. I don't. I don't even look at the line anymore. You know, I'm not a gambler. I, I know people do. You know, look. I, I would say this: if you're a gambler and you tune into talk radio to find out who mm-hmm. to, to wager on, you need to have your head examined. You really do. Why? I mean, you, you, I, I you just don't, don't, don't think, think there's anybody behind think... the microphone that has that kind of knowledge that's really going to put money in your pocket and help you. I just don't think so. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, agree? So I, I don't sure. know. You, do you, you don't wager on games, do you? No, I can't. No, that's that's I, you, illegal. You, I'm an NFL employee. I, I can't exactly do that. Right. However, I would, I would maybe take an outside opinion every now and then. If, if I felt like it could help, I would... Well, an outside opinion, advice. but not a blowhard behind the microphone. 
Well, right? I mean, I mean some, some blowhards know stuff. You know, <laughs> maybe they're connected. Maybe they can make a compelling case. Like It's like a debate. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they make a compelling okay. case where I'm like, oh, okay, that makes You're sense. You're making a pretty good compelling case right now for me. Okay, I, I hear you. <laughs> you okay. Let's move on now to the Panthers at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, the Panthers quarterback, Bryce Young, He's now 1-2 against his fellow rookies. He lost to Will Levis, uh, Tennessee, last week, 17-10. And Tampa really and truly needs to win today to stay in that NFC South contention to get into the playoffs. I, I don't know if they can or if they will, but the Panthers don't have a lot to play for. Uh, they, their first-round draft pick has been traded to the Bears. So not much to play for. How does that come in? Well, if you're a player... And you know you're not going to the playoffs. You're one in ten. You have no much, to, not much to play for. How does that enter into the morale of the locker room when they say a coach loses the locker room? Um, I, I would say this. I would say that uh, once you fire a coach, the next players, to, the players are the next to go. So when they made that decision that they moved on from Frank Wright, well, everyone now their ears perk up. Because they know a new coach is going to come in. A new coach is going to look at the tape. And if you don't put good stuff on tape, uh, you're going to be out of there. And you'll see maybe a better effort from the players now that Frank Reich is gone because they understand the urgency that's needed. Now you're auditioning for your own job. Yeah, whatever the team does, the team does. But individually, you've got to play at a high level. You might see a better effort individually and collectively from the Panthers just because that urgency will now be there. Right, so you're telling me that, uh, look, we both agree that the Panthers probably, and they are, the worst team in the National Football League, but Tampa Bay has a couple of weaknesses. Maybe they could be exploited today with a new coach. Maybe they come around, they rally around the new coach. We've seen it before. There's a possibility the Panthers could win this game. I doubt it. The game is in Tampa. Tampa has too much to play for, too much to lose. Should they lose? I I still don't think they're going to lose, but I think you'll see a better effort today from the Panthers. Yeah, you see better effort. Chris Tabor takes over interim coach. Uh, not only did they get rid of Frank Wright, but they got rid of Josh McCown and Deuce Staley. Uh, now you would like to think everyone that is there is on board with Bryce Young being QB1. All efforts will be done to make sure that he um, – plays well because if he plays well it has an opportunity for your team to play well and the team plays well maybe you're able to hold on to the job uh we'll see a little different injury i don't know what we can see differently tactically because they've been terrible i mean they've been bad they're the worst team in football based on the record based on how they performed any metric that you want to use it just hasn't been good for the panthers they have to play better they got to find a way to get this offense up and going and then defensively they got to make enough plays to help the offense if the offense is struggling i'm sure you saw that the news conference about their owner uh, after he fired the coach, he said it's on him. I mean, you know, what a pompous SOB he seems to be, you know, playing for a guy like that, the ownership of the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, and look, man, when you have success, when you have success away from the football field, you believe that success carries over into the locker room when you become an owner. And what he's learning is a very hard lesson that everyone is finding out. Hard to win games in the National Football League. Hard to win championships. That's why people celebrate them uh, with such vigor. Because it's hard. You're not supposed to do what the Patriots have done when they won six in a little over 20 years. That is an anomaly. That's not what happens. You win it maybe once, maybe twice if you're lucky and good. But you don't dominate the league like that. And so Tepper is learning. It's hard to do it. You got to do it piece by piece, brick by brick, and you can't shortcut it. Until he understands that it's a long, drawn out process to being a champion, the Panthers are always sputter because he doesn't 
shows the patience necessary to have a championship team built because it's not going to happen in a year, it won't happen in two years. I would think good ownership in any sports and any sports team, owners should be seen and not heard. You know, and the ones that are you know, opening mouth and, and making decisions and getting involved, they, you're right. They, they want to take what they've done in, in business where they've been very successful, made a lot of money in business, and translate that to sports. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. It, it can't work that way. Just hire good people to get the job done and you'll be successful. But David Pepper probably doesn't know what end of a football is from the other end. And he's firing coaches left and right and it's like an ego thing to him and mm-hmm. uh, you know look I'm not going to say you don't want to work for the guy because there's only a certain amount of jobs out there and everybody who's involved in football wants to be a head coach in the NFL if you're like an assistant so you do suck it up and work for a guy like that but you know he's not the uh, the pleasantry you want to work for yeah I'm, I mean he makes it very very tough and difficult environment I, I I will say that because he's not only fired a bunch of coaches in football you talk about soccer and everything else right I mean, it just it just seems like I mean it's it's hard but you step in there understanding what you're getting into and you have to understand that he is impatient he wants to a level of he's heartless he's heartless Bucky's saying he's heartless and, and, and focus I, I mean I can't call him heartless because I don't, I don't know him I haven't personally seen what he's done that has uh, destroyed the careers and maybe the, the, the lives of families and those things <laughs> around the building but I would say he is he's definitely challenging and he can be a taskmaster when it comes to ownership and he should he paid a lot of money for the franchise but he has to understand that it is a long run out process to build a championship team championship program he has to have some patience well i would say this and you got to agree the first day a coach and or a manager in sports is hired is the first day closer to him being fired that's just the way it is right not many of these guys retire on, on their own merit on, on their own cause they're fired that that's just the nature of the business you don't win you don't succeed you're going to be fired you know i hate to say it, bill belichick we talked about this before the greatest coach ever in the national football league he's not going to be fired he will be removed you know there'll be mm-hmm. a, a, a an agreement that he goes on his own i mean he's too much of a of a winner to to get that moniker that he was fired. They're not going to fire Belichick, but there'll be an agreement. They'll shake hands and they'll walk away, and they'll get a job coaching somewhere else. That's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he will get a job somewhere else, and if the Patriots move on from him, it will conclude. I would say a great, what, two decade run by one of the top franchises in the National Football League. Even though it's falling on hard times now. You still can't diminish what he was able to accomplish. Six Super Bowl titles in like 20, 21 years. Like, that's unbelievable. We may never see it again. They have, I mean, they just dominated. They dominated the league. They dominated the league. Yes, people are talking about Tom Brady, but remember, Tom Brady was a six round pick, and Bill Belichick and those guys took a chance on Brady before anyone. Anybody thought Brady was that. And he won two titles before he became uh, a guy that was a little more than just a game manager. It took a while for him to become Tom Brady that we see now. Uh, you got to give credit to Bill Belichick because they did it. They developed him. They unleashed him. And once they unleashed him and unlocked all of his talents and potential, they never looked back. There we go. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. And we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. 
bundle and save at Progressive.com. Get Bucky Brooks on X, Y, Z, Twitter, whatever it might be, at Bucky Brooks, at Andy Furman FSR. Phone lines available at 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. Mike Harmon joins us in about 40 minutes from now. Get him on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Now, this team feasts on average opponents. That's next. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL's hottest team hits the road. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman, and we are Fox Sports Sunday with a emphasis on football. There's no doubt about that. And speaking of football, the Dolphins are at the Commanders today. And you look at that game, you say, oh, really? I don't know. Dolphins 8-3, and three, Commanders 4-8. and eight. Should I waste my time or should I buy, rake some leaves? I don't know. But the Dolphins feast. And we talked about this before, but I think we've got to bring it out to the open. The Dolphins feast on average opponents. That's what I know. you got to play who's on the schedule. And honestly, they're doing it. And they're beating the teams 
that are on their schedule. But again, uh, I want to see them play some tough competition. Then I'll really believe them. Look, on Black Friday, they had a win over the Jets that temporarily moved them up to the top of the conference, but they moved back because they were idle on Sunday. And the Commanders right now, again, one of those opponents they're going to feast on. A league high, 55 sacks taken by the quarterback, Sam Howell. He's on pace for a single-season record. He's on pace for 78. It's amazing. It really is. <clears throat> it is. He's done a really good job of throwing the ball all over the yard. Now, I would say sometimes they've thrown the ball all over the yard to his detriment. They've exposed him to a bunch of hits. He, at one point, was on track to take over 100 sacks. We'll see if they stay on that pace. But Sam Howell, the player, has done a really good job. Enough that if you're a new coach that comes to that situation, if they move on from Ron Rivera, you might feel good about him being installed as your QB1 and focus on other aspects of the team that need to be built up. But Sam Howell has certainly done his job. He's already outplayed his status as a fifth-round pick. Well, I would say this. If I'm a wagering man, and you know I'm not, I'd sooner bet that uh, Rivera's gone than the Commanders win today. That's the bet right there. Ooh. Agreed? No? Look yes? Yeah, I mean, it could be, could be, I, could I be a real deal. Well, new ownership, and they're yeah, not winning. Could be a real I mean, deal. Put, put the two, two together, right? And you're right. They're not winning, and that has to factor in it. Um, Ron has not gotten this team where we thought he would. He's been to the playoffs, but he hasn't. This team has not been a winner. You would think that the Washington Commanders would be winners. If you go all the way back to our time when we were younger, Joe Gibbs and the you know the Washington oh, football yeah. team, you know, how they used to get down and how they were there in the 80s, and they were always in the conversation, and they haven't been that. And the D.C. fans, having family that are huge D.C. fans, Washington football fans. Yeah, I mean, this long stretch for them. This is a long stretch for them without being relevant. Well, I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a tip. You know, if you really, really, truly want to watch this game, if you've got nothing better to do, 1 o'clock Eastern time today on Fox, I would say it could be a big, big game for Tyreek Hill, the receiver for the Dolphins, because the commanders have a hard time stopping the pass. Okay? Tyreek Hill could pick up. I know. Don't don't gasp. He could get 200 yards today against this team. Well, I would like to thank Ron Rivera calling the defense. Hopefully, the number one thing that you set out to do when you're talking about defending the Miami Dolphins, top priority is how do you contain or neutralize Tyreek Hill? Because he can single-handedly beat you. So you have to take him out the game. That has to be a top priority. And then you figure out how to stop the rest of their offense. But he cannot be the guy to beat you. I would say this. I mean, we looked at the Kansas City Chiefs, and certainly the offense has been uh, taking a little bit of a hit. Uh, they're winning on defense. Tyreek Hill's departure is a big situation in that. No one's talking about it. They won't admit it. And I think Eric Bieniemy's loss as offensive coordinator going to Washington, you know, he's not really done much to help his cause with that record. But I think people in the know would see that the offense have taken a little bit of a hit in Kansas City with him being gone. Uh, it has, and they have a, a few different things that are impacting the way they're performing. The receivers haven't played as well. They're still struggling catching the ball. They haven't run the routes, haven't created separation. They're still a work in progress. Um, they haven't also needed to be the explosive offense that they were in the past because defense has played better. And so if your defense is playing at a high level and you don't need to, I guess, make unnecessary risk in those things, you avoid them because at the end of the day, it's about chalking up the win. 
and they've right. been able to successfully navigate a tough schedule to be one of the top teams. All right. Now, uh, there's a game right now that I think that I would like to kind of circle and say, I'd like to watch this one today. 1 o'clock Eastern today. It's on CBS. Broncos at the Texans. Pretty decent game here today. Both teams are 6-5. and five. <laughs> Broncos had two rushing touchdowns last week in their win. I was surprised. I picked the Browns. They beat the Browns last week. Broncos tripled their season t- uh, total with two rushing touchdowns last week. AFC's hottest team, five straight wins, and now they're on a three-game road trip, so we'll see what they do on the road. So the Broncos at the Texans today. Broncos got to give the ball to the running back, Javante Williams. The last five games, listen to this now, this is big. Russell Wilson, quarterback back to the Denver Broncos. Passer rating of 90-plus in each of those games. Credit their coach Sean Payton. I think he's done wonders with Russell Wilson, mentally and on the field as well. Yeah, credit Sean Payton for the job that he's done. He's taken the old dog and taught him some new tricks by really getting them those old tricks that used to work for him back in Seattle. Uh, boot, bootleg, movement, passing game, heavy emphasis on run game so that can set up the play action, deep shots, which allow him to show off his arm. They've done all those things. And Sean Payton said this before he took the job. He said, you know, he was, he was having a long conversation with Colin Coward when he was in his role as an analyst. And he said, if I was there... I would first thing I would do is play the hits. I would have someone bring a reel of all of Russell Wilson's best throws. And I would find if there was a common link between all those throws. And then I would just try and find a way to recycle that. Basically, that's what he means by playing the hits. The Broncos have done that. After looking at the team for the first four weeks of the season, he was able to assess. He made an assessment, made some adjustments. Those adjustments have paid off for the Broncos if they've won five in a row. The defense is also playing great, so they're not having to feel the pressure of being in these shootouts. And they've done a good job of that. And I'm sure you saw this game last week. The Texans quarterback, C.J. Stroud, he passed for 304 and two touchdowns, but they did lose to Jacksonville, your Jacksonville Jaguars, 24-21. He's he's something else, C.J. Stroud. I I can't believe the way he's taken the NFL by storm. And again, offensive rookie of the year for sure and in the MVP conversation. Yeah, he's definitely offensive rookie of the year. MVP, there's still time to see if he can get in that category. But his composure, his poise, his confidence, those things stand out. You can see it. Never rattled, never flinched how you come after him. Confidence never wavers. Yeah, confidence never wavers. Good throw, bad throw, interception. He's the same guy. And then... Ultimately, just him being able, him being willing to better himself, him being able to shake off all the haters and doubters and just say, hey, I'm going to go ball out. And I'm not going to change. I'm not going to focus on those who doubted me. I'm just going to focus on being the best quarterback that I can be. And it's worked out for him. Let, let me go back to, like, the draft. I mean, when you saw these quarterbacks being drafted, in your mind, Bucky Brooks, you're an NFL scout, did you see him you know, being head and shoulders over the other quarterbacks in the draft? Are you surprised with this? No, I can't say that's on being head and shoulders above. I will say this, and I, I kick myself. I had C.J. Stroud, the number one quarterback, for most of the process. Then at the very end, I switched up. I got scared, I think, maybe with the C2, C2 testing and some of the other stuff coming out, so I made the switch. But most time as a scout, your first impression is your right impression. And my first impression on C.J. Stroud, having known him, having known him in high school and Bryce Young since high school, Man, this guy loved competition. He flourished in big pressure moments. The bigger the game, the better he played. That's always kind of been his M.O. And so I'm not surprised to see him step his game up a notch as a pro. All right. And, and you're honest. I'm glad to hear that. But uh, you are a scout. you got a good eye. Who do you like this year's quarterback in the quarterback crop? Or maybe you don't want to talk about it because it may give away some hints. 
No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting conversation between Caleb Williams and, and Drake May. To me, they're the front runners. They're head and shoulders above the competition when it comes to it if both of those guys come out. And Caleb Williams, you have a player who's magical with the ball in his hands. He can do things on the script, off the script, even though it got a little sideways for him this year because I felt like he did too many um, impromptu plays, too many plays where he's kind of big play hunting. This dude is talent. I mean, he's talented. He's super talented. He's talented in that Pat Mahomes category of talent. Drake May is the prototypical quarterback that everyone wants, right? Super smart, well-connected. The chemistry that he has with his teammates is exactly what you want. But I'm going to be honest. Didn't play as well this year as he played last year. Hasn't played really well in big games. Uh, when you go back and you look at the track record, the teams that were having winning records versus the Tar Heels, how did he play in those games? The teams that were respected as top teams, how did he play in those games? He doesn't have a long list of successful games, box scores in those games. Flashes has key moments. The conversation is, do you want the player or the projection? The player right now is Caleb Williams. The projection is Drake May. Right now, I would lean towards the player in Caleb Williams being the guy that I would take the nod over uh, Drake May. Okay, now one last question, because the leadership quality of Caleb Williams, I know I've seen him play, but you see him in a different light. You're a scout. You know Mm -hmm. the game um, more so than I'd ever know the game. But when he was crying after that last loss, and it goes into the stands with his parents, you know, you got to say, this guy's a leader. You just can't do things like that. How much would that hurt him, or will it hurt him at all? Well, a lot of that stuff I heard him. Not only just that part with the, the um, going to the stands with the parents, the comments about going home and wanting to play with the dog or any of those things. Uh, the thing that could hurt him is when you are the franchise quarterback, people kind of see you as a presidential figure, right? Outside of the owner, general manager, head coach, you're the most visible face, the most mm-hmm. uh, impactful representative of the franchise. So how is Caleb Williams going to represent the franchise? How are he and his family, what are demands going to be like when he get into the building? Are they going to want preferential treatment? Do you have to give them preferential treatment? Can you coach him hard? How does he respond to an environment if it's not going his way? We saw when USC was losing this year, he's on the bench sulking and pouting and those things. Well, what happens if he goes to a downtrodden franchise where you can't win right away? Right. Does he have the toughness to be able to endure? So I, I worry less about his talent. Everything to me about Caleb Williams is about the intangibles, uh, those qualities. Those, between those the years. That, between yeah, the years. Yeah, that you can't necessarily gauge based on how he played. But do you feel like he is ready and mature enough to handle all that comes with being a QB1 in the National Football League, particularly QB1 as a former number one overall pick, tremendous amount of pressure. Can you handle it? There we go. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. This team is taking the mothballs off one player. That's coming up next live from the Tyrac.com studios. But first, we apologize for being a little bit late, but Kevin White with all your Oh, ne- never a problem as uh, we've got an exciting day of football ahead of us. And Ian Rappaport with some updates overnight, including one about Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, uh, was uh, activated to that 21-day practice window. Uh, there was speculation Okay, maybe he might come back, but Rappaport uh, tweeted earlier this morning saying that if the Jets are out of the playoffs, Rodgers not expected to be cleared to play. However, there is a chance he is activated this season to be put back on the 53-man roster, but even if he is, the team 
If the team is out of contention, he would not play. He might, though, for instance, be the third quarterback just to be used in an emergency, helping him stay connected and involved. And to, uh, to note, there have been no uh, third quarterbacks used by the Jets this season. Other tweets uh, this morning. Actually, uh, Tom Pellicero with an update on uh, wide receiver Chris Olave. He's uh, questionable uh, in concussion protocol. However, he is expected to be active and on the field today against the Lions. D.E. Cam Jordan, uh, he didn't practice all week because of an ankle injury. He's a game-time decision, but he does have a shot to play. Some other updates from Rappaport. Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin, he's questionable with a neck injury. He does plan to play today against the Panthers as long as he wakes up feeling good. The Jets are expected to have both of the running backs back. That includes uh, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. They're expected to play against the Falcons. Patriots running back Ezekiel Elliott. He's questionable with a thigh injury. He's expected to play against the Chargers. And good news for Los Angeles as Keenan Allen is expected to play today. Uh, He's been dealing with a quadriceps issue. Texans wide receiver Tank Dell expected to go today. And wide receiver Noah Brown, uh, he's also expected to play. He hasn't played since early November. And Hollywood Brown, of the Cardinals, along with tight end Trey McBride, they're both listed as questionable, but are expected to play. College football championship weekend, a wrench really thrown into those playoff rankings as top-ranked Georgia upended by number 8 Alabama 27-24 in the SEC title game. So, the two-time defending national champion Bulldogs 29 win streak is over, and that'll give the uh, selection committee something to think about ahead of the final playoff rankings that are going to be released uh, later today. In the Big Ten title game, number two Michigan shuts out number 16 Iowa 26 nothing. Number four Florida State ends their season. 13-0 with a 16-6 win over number 14 Louisville in the ACC title game. Number 7 Texas demolishes number 18 Oklahoma State 49-21 as they take the Big 12 crown. As for the battle for the top uh, group of 5 spot and the New Year's 6 bull bid that would come with it, number 22 Tulane was on top of the pack entering Saturday but SMU comes in and spoils it for the Green Wave winning it 26-14 so we'll have to see which team ends up getting selected uh, to play in uh, that big New Year's Six Bowl game. In the Mountain West, out in Las Vegas, Boise State over UNLV 44-20. The Broncos just 4-5 and five a month ago. Back to you guys. Thank you so much, Kev. All right. They're the first to win 10. Number 11 won't be easy. That, that in a minute. Okay. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Browns at Rams. Rams 5-6. and six. They join Green Bay and the Saints. Just about one game behind the Vikings and the Seahawks for the NFC's final two playoff spots. Last Sunday, the Rams over Arizona, 37-14. A healthy quarterback, Matthew Stafford, he had four touchdowns. And their running back, Williams, Kareem Williams, uh, was uh, out of sight yesterday, 204, last week. 204 yards from scrimmage, caught two touchdowns. And the Rams now are 2-0 and after their bye week. Browns lose to Denver. I was shocked with that. And the status of Miles Garrett, the defensive end, Amari Cooper, the wide receiver, and their quarterback, T.R., Thompson-Robinson, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, not good because 38-year-old Joe Flacco coming out of the mothballs to quarterback the Browns today. Unbelievable. It really is. So we'll see what happens in this game. And uh, you know what? I, I think the Rams take them in a close one. 
Oh yeah, the Rams. Um, the Rams are a good team, man. And as long as they uh, are able to kind of get the game on their terms, right, where Matthew Stafford is healthy, they're able to run the ball enough where he doesn't have to become a 100% dropback game. They can do it. They've done a really good job with their young players. Young players on defense are playing well. Aaron Donald is still disruptive at the point of attack. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on this. Like this, this kind of is the kind of game that they have been able to win. If the team is even or they're superior, they've been able to win those games. The only time that they've lost, most of the time, the teams have been clearly better than them. And so I'm with, with you on this. I'll take the ring. Thank you very much. Now, this is the game of games, all right? Today on Fox, uh, 425 Eastern Time, the 49ers, 8-3, and three, Eagles, 10-1. and one. 49ers waited a year for this rematch of the NFC Championship game. Eagles are the first team in the league to reach 10 wins. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts has at least 109 rushing touchdowns in each of the past three seasons, which is unbelievable. I tell you what, I, I don't know what direction to go in this game. If I was a betting man, I think the game is at home. I like the Eagles. I think the Eagles have a lot of balance. I think the Eagles win this one in a close one, but uh, they'll never count out the 49ers, and I think there's the, uh, the uh, get-your-back factor, you know? So, we'll see. What do you like in this game, Buck? Mm. I mean, this is this is it, man. This is the game of all games. Uh, Eagles, Niners, two teams that have really kind of been in an arms race to compete with one another. This has been a game that has gotten personal. It's testy. It's chippy. Both teams fancy themselves as the bully on the block. Well, we're going to have an opportunity to see. I'll say this about the Niners. They're as talented as they come. They have great uh, players along that defensive front, which is how you have to build your team. Chase Young joins Nick Bosa, Aaron Armstead, uh, Javon Hargraves. They, they, they're different. Uh, offensively, they can run the football. They have physical uh, perimeter players. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they not only run routes, but they catch the ball. They can block. It leads right. to big plays from Christian McCaffrey, who's the ultimate mismatch weapon. Uh, the Eagles counter with like playmakers on the outside. Uh, this is crazy. But if you had to press me, which team is better? Eagles, the Niners Eagles. are a better team. The Niners are a better team from top. But who to wins? But who wins? Mm. Niners. The Niners right. are going to we'll road and win. I'm taking the Eagles. I like the Eagles in this one. All right, Bucky Brooks, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday, and Fox Sports Radio. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining a motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. And by the way, shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to also follow rate and review the podcast rate and review it for us yes again just search fox sports radio wherever you get your podcast and you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air all right it's the game of games no we're not talking 49ers eagle we're talking about bottom barrel betting do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television 
today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bottom barrel betting right around the corner, about 11 minutes now before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Tyrac.com studios, and we're brought to you by Discover Credit Debit. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com forward slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Right now, it's a game, and let's play it here. It's bottom. You thought you was late. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money, or I'll put your brain to sleep. Yes, it is the one and only Shay 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 Shay. Let's do it, Shay Shay. How we doing, guys? Welcome to Club Shay Shay. We're ready to go. Yeah, baby. (laughs) In the Call of Duty. Oh, actually, Andy. You won. Tell me. Tell me. I did. You won. Uh, I quit. I'm quitting. I think you I have to. Quit. You're up. I want to go and yeah, win. You got to quit up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a restart. He's 1-0. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 1-0 for the week. Huh? <laughs> for my life. For my life. It was really close, though. So it came down to... Stop the... it. I won. Yeah. I, okay. I'll, I'll stop talking. In the Call of Duty Championship, the Los Angeles Thieves are taking on the Seattle Surge on December 8th at 1.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> The LA Thieves are minus 150, while the Seattle Surge are plus 115. This is a video game, by the way, if you weren't aware. Yeah. You know, and since I went, I'm going to go first. And I like this. I like the Seattle Surge. I really do. Never seen it. Never played it. But I just like the name. I really do. It should be the new team. There could be a new NBA team in Seattle. They should call them the Surge. It's a good name. I mean, it's a good name. And you don't know Call of Duty, so I'm going to go with the Thieves. <laughs> Bucky, you play? No, I don't play. You come in the middle of drinking water. Uh, no, I don't play. No, no, no. I don't play, but I do know the game, and so okay, I'm going okay, with the Thieves. Okay. Thieves all day. So, all right, well, good luck to you guys. We'll see. Uh, thank you very much. In the Japanese Volleyball Premier League, Voris Hokkaido are, okay. is taking on VC Nagano Tridents. I'm hoping I didn't murder those names. Well, you know what? Don't worry about it, because I'm never going to pronounce his name again. <laughs> I'm not taking him. <laughs> 
Well, they're playing right now, and they're both minus 120. So if you want to watch some elite Japanese volleyball, this is the one to watch. You know, I'd rather watch that than watch the Thursday night football games at times, really. <laughs> I mean, it seems like they're a little bit closer at minus 120. Yeah, all right. Go. Mr. Brooks will go first. Give me the names again. Voreus Hokkaido <laughs> and VC Nagano Tridents. Oh, uh, let's go to Tridents. I thought that was a gum trident. I really did. I, I got a yeah, Hokkaido. it used to be. It used to be, yeah. Hokkaido! Hokkaido! Trident's not a thing anymore? It's gone? I didn't know that. You know what I chew? I chew is double it? bubble. I like double bubble. You said it used to be, so I was like, oh. Yeah. It used to be. I don't think it still is, right? Oh, Didn't it go away? No, I'm no a idea. double bubble guy. I'll do some research. I'll let you guys know. In the Fury FC MMA League, Tony Toro is taking on Isaiah Diggs later today at 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tor- Tony Toro is minus 175, while Isaiah Diggs is plus 135. I've heard enough. That's a great name. Tony, are you kidding me? The only Tony reason. Toro. The I only love reason it. I added it. It was such a good name. It's a great name. Yeah, it really is. Tony Toro. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I just think the name Tony, Tony the Bull. Tony the Bull. It's like, the right choice. Like, you have to take that. We know yeah, who's winning. Right <laughs> Tony Toro, what a name. So this one's a little bit different. It's not a sport, and it's not a game, but GTA Five is coming out, and they announced the trailer, and this is something you can actually bet on. So will the GTA, uh, GTA 6, sorry, the GTA 6 trailer break the Twitter record for most likes? Yes is even, while no is minus 140. Uh, I say yes. Yes, yes, yes. New things are always going to surpass the old things. So let's go. Yes, yes, yes. You know, honestly, I, I would say they probably will make it so that they will pass it, but they'll be cheating it. So I'll say no. I don't think they're going to pass it. I think they'll announce that they've passed it because they want to make it look so good and make it hot and heavy for everybody, but they're not going to really pass it. I'm going to say no. Yeah, people have been waiting. For, I think this game came out when I was in eighth grade, and I'm in 20. Like the last one came out when I was in eighth grade, and I'm a 23 right now. So, well, that was like 45 years ago. Exactly, right? <laughs> but, all right, the last one, quick though. In the Iranian. Yeah. In the Iranian Basketball Super League, Shahdari Gorgon is taking on Rad Padfan Rasa. Shahdari Gorgon is minus 1,300, while Rad Padfan is plus 475. If you go the underdog, I'll give you two t- uh, double points. Really? Bucky, go ahead. Oh, I'll take the underdog. Give me the two points. Yeah, you know, I'm not doing Is Gorgon the underdog? I forgot. No, Gorgon is minus 1,300. I got 1300. Gorgon. I'm taking Gorgon. I, I got a pair of hanging downs. There we go. Swollen Dome next, here on Fox. Webster's Dictionary defines best as offering or producing the greatest advantage, utility, or satisfaction. In Conan the Barbarian, what is best in life? To vanquish your opponent, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. All right, you were crushing their enemies at the start of that. Mike Harmon alongside Andy Furman, Bucky Brooks. That is the question of the day. We've got plenty of them. You're on the wrong freaking network. You should be on PBS now. What are you talking about? Come on. I'm bringing you into the conversation of the college football playoff. Simply put, how are we defining best here in early December? And yes, the quote was, crush your enemies. 
and see them driven before you. Mike Harmon, Andy Furman, and Bucky Brooks with you here this morning. Fox Football Sunday. Having a little bit of fun with you here live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And Andy, thank you for that vote of confidence that I could be a trusted voice of reason on public broadcasting. Yes. Yes. And it's been a while since Mr. Rogers put that sweater on. It's time for Harmon. Yes, it is. All right. But maybe I will it. say one thing. Yes, sir. When we talk about the college football playoffs, the Final Four, I think that you may be twisting it a little bit because it's not necessarily looking at the four best teams. Well, but there's, that's, a, there's a criteria there, and it never really says in the criteria who's the best. Well, but that's the right? thing, right? What What are we trying to evaluate here? And if we get down to brass tacks and we all are Mm -hmm. honest with ourselves, we're just trying to build the best TV show we can put on, right? Isn't isn't that what we're trying to do? That's what it should be. Right? If we're honest with ourselves. We want eyeballs. Right? We want eyeballs. We want tongues wagging. We want debate, which means one of the things we can certainly do is uh, get a little creative in how we, we sort this stuff out. And while we would love to say, hey, the schedule did that. Win, you're in, and away you go. Well, we we know uh, better than that, especially when you've got a couple of SEC teams that are raising their hands. You've got Texas that's trying to crash the party. And then we're sorting out how much do we love or not a Florida State team that with a third string backup quarterback – you got extra players mixed there in. Not an exciting game. I mean, I, I, I get it. If you started putting on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mm-hmm. next to those uh, championship games last night, I couldn't have blamed you. Right? Yeah, if you were playing a little Christmas music. Yeah. yeah it's I, tonight, though. Right, but that's it. Like tonight, tonight we'll get it back into the National Football League, and uh, yeah, we we've got uh, Kansas City and Green Bay will be what we're uh, excited about. I I think it's it's great for the the sport that we're having these debates. And that and now we have the lobbying, and I really wish there was a little more time for it to get everybody in front of a podium. Maybe we do a giant debate like we're in the in the political sphere. But here's Kirby Smart after getting uh, vanquished last night. He decided, hey, you know what? I know exactly. I got to go right to the electorate. I got to state my case. Um, as far as your, your second question, look, Bill Hunt Hancock said <laughs> it's not the most deserving. He said simply. It's the best four teams. So if you're going to tell me somebody sitting in that uh, committee room and doesn't think that that Georgia team is not one of the best four teams, I don't know if they're in the right uh, profession because it's it's, it's a really good football team. It's a really talented football team. It's a really balanced football team. Um, So, you know, they have to make that decision. But it's the best four teams, and uh, that's critical. Right, trying to get his uh, sell job in after Georgia loses to Alabama. And let's face it, you know, a great game, close game, all of those things. They they came out and punched Alabama in the mouth, and Alabama didn't mm-hmm. flinch, right? The best drive of the game was right off the jump. So, wow, that is a nice, long, protracted drive. Uh, and then it slows down. Boo Corrigan earlier in the week, and it's something Jason Smith and I focused on the potential for the chaos in this, when he said, well, about Florida State, yeah, they're a different team right now, right? Different team mm-hmm. without Jordan Travis, 
Rotomaker continues to in the game and a half that he's been playing, has done well. He has kind of managed the game. So he already he was kicking that door open already, saying, hey, they could win, but don't be surprised if we leave them out because, well, they're a different team. They went and did the job that they were charged to do. I say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Because, again, you're trying to work to what what you're qualifying as best in this process. And the better TV show, as Vegas will tell you with all the point spreads they put out before these championship games, Florida State would have been a double-digit dog to everybody else. And I love the underdog story. I love the you got to give chances, etc. to a point. To a point. But wait a minute. If you're going with the best four, then today when this committee meets, you have to put Georgia and Alabama in the top four. They both have to be. Well, in. why would Alabama trump Texas? Well, they played each other. Well, wait, yeah, because who beat them? Right. Who won that matchup? It was back 34-24 back in September. Right, I, I but that, that, does, that doesn't count, Andy? I guess. I mean, look. But did, did, didn't Texas see, you're, you're get better, switching. Too? You're going back and forth, okay? You're, you're telling me you want the best four. You're telling me that Alabama and Georgia are not the best four? They're not including the best four? They should be. No, I don't have them in there. No, I'm, okay? t- I'm telling you, why does Alabama suddenly jump Texas now? Because right now— they, they said they, head-to-head mattered, right? Texas well, can't yeah. score 45 oh, no, points? You, but you're switching. You're going back to criteria. I get it, okay? But you first said to me, the committee wants the best four. That's what Kirby Smart said. Well, if you want the best four, Alabama and Georgia should be there because they're part of the best four. And, Bucky, you'll agree, right? You talk about the best four teams in college football, Alabama and Georgia, two of the best four. Didn't Alabama just need a, a Hail Mary to beat a bad team? I understand. Two weeks was, ago? So I, I suddenly they're world beaters? They're, they're, they're in the Because I don't care about the 29-game winning streak. Because that's the nonsense that needs to stop. I don't give a damn what Georgia did yeah, last don't, year don't did or, the year before, right. or, or the year before that. Because mm-hmm. that's been what I've, I've, a lot of the arguments, Bucky, that I've been hearing. is like, mm-hmm. well, they stopped this 29-game winning streak. No, they stopped the streak from this year. Okay, but if I'm, if I'm Nick Saban, you know why? You tell me the best four or whatever. From now on, why would I want to schedule a Texas besides being on well, national TV, right? 100%. Why would I schedule them? No, I agree 100%. Bucky, I mean, that that's one of the things that gets blown up in this is non-conference matchups like that probably go the way of the dinosaur, which they already yeah, were they, anyway. Yeah, they probably do go the way of the dinosaur. Um, I'll say this, and this, this is where it's tough, right? So if you want to go by the criteria, then the teams that you outline are the teams that are most deserving of being out there. Like, if we go by criteria where we talked about a... The Let's team go by the best, Bucky, by best four. And best. See, but, like, the, the best is all subjective because here's what I've also seen. I saw Texas struggle with a Houston team. Mm-hmm. I saw Texas have some games in the Big 12 that weren't great. I don't think the Big 12 is a great conference, but you should get credit for winning those games. Every team is not going to be at its best each week. you got to give them credit for being able to win games. And so if that is the case, then Michigan, Washington um, Texas certainly deserves to be in there and then you have to say Florida State because here's what I'll say about Florida State they're undefeated they played in the ACC look they lost their first two quarterbacks and they still won games they beat a Louisville team that you know by all accounts was a top 15 top 16 team that did it now the counter would be like hey no one really wants to see this product 
with Florida State out there without their quarterback. Let's be honest. If it's a TV show, right, right. I don't want to see them. Right. You know, but I'll give them credit. I would rather see Bama or Georgia in the mix, and I would rather see Bama because you have more compelling matchups. But right. if we're doing it based on what you earn, yeah, Florida State earned the right to be in. It just doesn't mean that I want to see that matchup. I'm That's with all. you. Yeah, you got but your if Brock- you're undefeated, you go undefeated and win your conference, you should be in. I mean, think about that. A little that. bit, but the, the only, the, you should be, but all the conferences aren't created equal. No Okay, doubt. so I right. just talked about I just talked about Louisville, right? And everyone is like, oh, but they beat a tough Louisville team. Kentucky beat Louisville. Right. Right? So Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. one of the middling teams in the SEC, beat Louisville the week before. So it's you have those things where we're comparing and contrasting. Look, everyone thought LSU would be good because the polls and the rankings. But remember, the preseason polls are subjective based on what we think right. will be true, not based on anything that is done. So when Florida State beat LSU, it's because everyone thought – LSU would be good, right. not after the fact. So you have a lot of that that is kind of lumped into this cake, which makes it really, really messy. Yeah, Brock Glenn yesterday for Florida State, 8 of 21, 55 yards. Yay. Uh, that, you know, that, we, we've overlooked that, the strength of schedule, too. Because well, I mentioned early on, so Texas is number 11, Alabama 31, Georgia 61, right. strength of schedule. Right. I mean, Alabama, much tougher schedule. But again, that's that's all changes mm-hmm. over the course of a year as well, right? In um, terms yeah. of you know preseason Let- expectations versus what a team becomes. Or in, right, in season, right? Mm-hmm. You look at what the Pac-12 was, guys. Right? Yeah, if you ask that, that question up. in mid-October... They were a bunch of heavyweights, yeah. right? Everybody right. was great. Yeah. Colorado's yeah. the king of the world, and then everything's mm-hmm. falling apart. Now people are fleeing like rats off a sinking ship, but that's a discussion that, for another time. That is a discussion, but also make this. So part of, because everyone has kind of talked about Washington being the number one team and all that other stuff, but like the Pac-12, okay, they beat Oregon State. They beat Oregon twice. They beat that, but like how good is the Pac-12 really? You know what I mean? They beat USC, right. but how good is yeah, USC? It, I mean, it started like all out of, great, right? Yeah, all of that started. But a lot of that conversation starts from how we view these teams in the preseason. In my mind, I don't think that Washington is the best team in football. If you ask me if we had to line up and put Washington versus Bama or Georgia, I would favor Bama or Georgia against them. Yeah, But you know, they but deserve just, to be there because of the criteria that, to get there. That, that, that True. But that so that's what I'm saying, like deserve and all that other stuff. That's why I can't wait to next year when you put twelve teams. Well, in. And, it takes all of that other stuff off. But, the board. but that's, I don't that's care exactly twelve it, and eleven, twelve and thirteen. I don't care about twelve and thirteen. I want to see the best teams, and I feel like the best teams will be left out in this conversation. And that's what I think I is the the last part of this when we're we're fighting about what precedent has been for the last decade. You know what? As a committee, right now, you're going. This is our last hurrah. Under this mm-hmm. format, this right. is the last time. Like so, anything we've done in the past really doesn't matter Mm-mm. because this is this is it. So we need the best product we can. And right. once you get to twelve, like you said, Bucky, yeah, someone could be mad. Well, if you weren't in the top twelve, then sorry. Yeah, I, like that's a different. Yeah, I, I don't care if there's they, no SEC yeah. team in there, but the precedent says that there's never a, a, a tournament without but, the SEC. Who cares? But the, but the only thing though is. I don't think any of us in our right mind could say that Bama and Georgia are not like 
great teams worthy of being in there. Like we can talk about the SEC, and I know people are tired of the SEC, but there's a reason why all the NFL players come out of the SEC. There's a reason why those teams have consistently won the national championship. So we can't dismiss that conference as is this nothing. Like prior to Georgia losing, we were talking about them being one of the top dynasties that we've ever seen. And so it's it's that I want to give them fair because I also feel like there are certain people, certain fan bases that are running from the SEC discussion. Well, I don't want to see them in a tournament. Yeah, but you got to knock them off to me to kind of deserve the trophy. Look at you bringing in some Ric Flair. At the I want to hear Mr. Rogers' top four. Mr. Rogers, please. My, my top four as yes. it stands right now. Well, let me put my sweater on, neighbor. <laughs> uh, as we get to it, I mean, look, Michigan would be number one. Correct. And I, I don't know. I like that. It's a correct answer. Look, at now he's grading me. Yeah. You see? See, this went from, I'd like to have your opinion. No, now I'm grading you. Okay, two. Number one uh, it would be there. Uh, I think number two for me, again, based on where we're at, and, and I agree with Bucky to agree, but we have to rank him. Uh, Washington slides into number two, again, based on where we've been. Right. right, and then right. for those other two spots, personally, I would I would take Texas and Alabama myself. See, I, I got mm-hmm. everything you got. Except I got Florida State instead of Alabama, not because I think they that they're that good, but I think they deserve it being a conference champion and going undefeated. And look, as far as TV is concerned, it's going to be an ugly match on TV. They're going to fall flat on their face. They struggled against Louisville yesterday. You know, I'd rather see a better game and hopefully the the judges and people who make the decisions today will think about that and say, look, this is a TV audience. They want to see a good game. But that's just it, Andy. It's should they they, or will they, right? Right, right. Yeah, they, they struggled against Florida. Florida's terrible in the well, SEC. Well, Florida started well. <laughs> right. Like Florida was up. Hell. Right. So so that's the thing. Like, Florida State struggled against Florida. They were down 12-0 to Florida. And Florida had an opportunity to go up 19-0 if they don't do dumb stuff. You know? And so <laughs> that's the thing. And I know we can break down all of this stuff. But, like, the Florida State argument, hey, man, yeah, it's going to ruffle some feathers if you don't include them. They're undefeated. But let's be honest. No one wants to see them. If they right. play, hey, man, put them in the 4 o'clock game. Like, well, put them in the early game. Save the, save the primetime matchup for the 8 o'clock game. Just remember, hate watching is a very real thing. I was switching back to Toledo, Miami of Ohio yesterday. See, That's how bad it was. You found yourself some, some action in that game anyway. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that great that you can have, like, three or four screens going at the same time? I don't like that. No, no? I, I can't multitask. I can't, I can't do stuff like that. I can't. I, I want to concentrate on one game. That's like reading three books at once. Can't do it. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I go back to my college days and how much I was trying to process. You can't do Boy, it. it would have been so much better if you could have just focused on one class at a time. And then I could have been a nine-year senior. I'd rather like have so had one game every I... night this week. One game every night. Wow! Would have been Look now, now you're talking TV fun. See, yes. now you're a TV programmer. I Thank like you. that. Spread them out. Yeah. Because again, your best option probably was a Harry Potter marathon last night in, in terms of those championship oh, games man. as well. Right. Am, am I wrong? You're right. As much I mean, as I like watching the Iowa Hawkeyes defense out there, 
Boy, I tell you. Good, that was ugly. Good but defense. it was ugly. Of course, let's not get into re- replay reviews. And, and the Oklahoma State-Texas game, it wasn't much better, believe me. No, absolutely. That got ugly in a hurry. All right, he's Andy Furman. Over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And coming up next, we'll turn our attention to the National Football League. A couple of games left to preview on the day. And I've got a list of no fewer than like 24 different uh, topics uh, that we can touch on uh, and bounce around for the rest of the hour. For the next six months. No, that's it. Uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, look, you got to program those PBS because you got to go to pledge drives <laughs> and really convince them you've got a program that they can oh, use. Man. See what I did there? Hey, football fans, be sure to tune into Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. It's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Krakenberger will have you covered nine, uh, three hours before kickoff. Every Sunday morning. I see I got nine o'clock in my head. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff presented by Bet MGM right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. That's right. Uh, coming up after us, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, one last note from the Big Ten title game, guys. Uh, Bet MGM actually put out a tweet yesterday. 99.5% of money wagered on Iowa in the first half was on the under. Hmm. Which really? yeah, which was 0.5 points. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> all those people cash tickets. Coming up next, we turn our attention. Oh wait a minute, time yeah, out for right, a second. Go ahead. Before I forget, I gotta congratulate you, Northwestern top Purdue in basketball. That was I thought that of you. That was fun on Friday yeah, night. I Let bet, me tell you. Yeah. Haven't that see, but I had the multi-screen experience here in the Fox Sports Radio studio because I had that on one screen and on the other I had Washington and Oregon. I'm like, out of hell with this football game. Let's go, cats! Let's go! I can't believe that. Game. And then the dopey, uh, you know, president and everybody, uh, AD started putting out videos uh, touting success. Where were you when things were tough, AD? Where yeah. were you? <laughs> Head in the sand. Exactly. All right, there's my rant for the 30 seconds this morning. We'll continue with the NFL and a first trip to Lambo. That's next on Fox. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio, Fox Football Sunday, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Mike Harmon alongside Andy Furman, Bucky Brooks. You can find them on X slash Twitter at Andy Furman FSR at Bucky Brooks. Read Bucky's latest NFL.com. Andy's uh, Twitter account. You check it out. He, he's doing radio hits during the week. You can find his availability there. Find the latest columns that he's writing. Maybe I'll get a write up like Brandon Steiner after I moved to Brooklyn for six months. <laughs> How's that? Does that work, Andy? You change your address, get a post office box. Just get a P.O. box there, yeah, and, and I'll yeah. qualify? I kind of yeah. dig that. Yeah. See, I'm gaming the system. I never knew you were such a collector. Oh, yeah, since I was a kid, man. Really? Oh, yeah. So, so uh, Bucky, he did a profile of Brandon Steiner, you know, Steiner Sports yep. uh, memorabilia, right? One of the big ones in the game and, and all of the different ventures he he's got going. He was a good going. man, too, on the phone. He really was. See, there you go. A long, From long Brooklyn, time what do you expect? Well, exactly. From Brooklyn. I remember going to a wedding. My cousin got married in Brooklyn, and we were walking around trying to find a bite to eat before, uh, you know, right after we landed, and, and we're walking through town, and, and, you know, the kids were smaller then and this guy goes hey how you doing today i'm like feeling good he goes of course you're feeling good you're in brooklyn there you go as the guy sitting on the front stoop you had all the stereotypes of every mob movie you've ever seen but you know what it was great for me and the kids enjoyed it uh just like going back home to chicago uh some of the, mm. the fun and excitement therein. hey we're brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com later on one of the game's greats pays visit to a stadium for the first time that's our sunday game why don't we dive right into it chiefs said packers yeah let's get it on the packers on the on the come here guys winners of three of their last four this one chiefs a six point road favorite 43 is the total uh jerick mckinnon out so the pass catcher out of the backfield not there isaiah pacheco though 16 carries per game the last three rasheed rice Four or more receptions, six of his last seven games. Uh, you know what the next leading receiver is on the uh, reception total? Yeah, it's Kadarius Tony. He's got 21. So that one mm-hmm. it still leaves me a giant question mark that we have to figure out there. Green Bay, winners three of four. Jordan Love, seven TDs. Two picks his last three. Jaden Reed out of Michigan State showing up big for him. Darnell Savage coming back to that secondary. All right, Bucky, I'll start with you. Your former squad here starting to run up maybe the hey Jordan loves a terrible quarterback thing narrative dies at least for a little while until the Chiefs defense gets a hold of him 
Yeah, I think it dies for a little bit, but give me the Kansas City Chiefs. They kind of understand now it's time for them to get to rolling. I don't expect the offense to be what we've seen in the past, but they can be a more efficient model. Uh, Pat Mahomes and the young crew, they get it together. Defense continues to play well, and that is enough to knock off the Green Bay Packers. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Packers are going to win today. They're vulnerable, those Kansas City Chiefs are. And they're coming off a big win, the Packers are, over Detroit, at Detroit, 29-22. And how'd they do it? You know, if I'm the coaching staff of the Packers, well, how'd they beat the Detroit Lions? You know what they did? They won the turnover battle, and they won the sack battle. And they got to do the same thing today. And I tell you what, that offense on the Kansas City Chiefs is very, very questionable. Travis Kelsey, the, the worst uh, yards per catch in his career, a little over 10, right? Right now, and look, Isaac Pacheco, he's the guy, got to stick the ball in his belly. But other than that, it's defense that's carrying this team. I like the Green Bay Packers to win this game and go 6-6. Six and six. Now we'll see if Taylor Swift shows up for uh, Sunday night football. She does do road games. Well, they might need her here. Yeah, I know. I mean, you need her here. I mean, maybe she can play wide receiver. Because that's one thing they did not address at the trade deadline. I'm still... Uh, kind of uh, scratching my head. Not that anybody's going to go out of their way to help Kansas City, Bucky, but it did it surprise you that they didn't go and find someone off the scrap heap? No, not really, because Candy Reed believes he can develop wide receivers. I think they have a lot of faith and confidence in their young crew developing, and they're just going to keep pressing on with them. Uh, they feel like their quarterback can make anybody right. It's just a matter of time before it clicks. Yeah, still waiting on the uh, emergence and weekly production out of uh, Sky Moore. He had three for 34 in that game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm gonna st- I'll take the uh, Chiefs, although I did pick the Packers to win that division before the year. So, well, you know, with Detroit uh, scuffling a little bit and Jared Goff becoming turnover prone, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm digging it, but I'm not going to make it about me unless I just did. Because it is sports talk radio. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do, right? You should, really. (laughs) Loud mouths uh, with big opinions. That's what we do here. A little bit of art and science, just like those uh, committee members will have to be in the college football world uh, later on today. He's Bucky Brooks. There's Andy Firm. We got one more game left to preview and some other big NFL news and notes. But for all that's developing in the overnight, it's our guy Kevin Wyatt with an update on the injury list as they start to roll through. What's going on, Kevin? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers back at practice this week, and Ian Rappaport with an update on the possibility that he might come back and play. But uh, according to Rappaport, if the Jets are out of the playoffs, Rodgers not expected to be cleared. However, there is a chance it could be activated to that 53-man roster. But even then, if the team is out of contention, he would not play. Instead, he would be the third quarterback only to be used in emergencies, helping him stay uh, connected and focused and involved uh, with the team's operations. No emergency quarterbacks have been used this season. Tom Pellicero with an update. Saints wide receiver Chris Olave, he's questionable in concussion protocol, expected to play today against the Lions. As for uh, defensive end Cam Jordan, he didn't practice all week because of an ankle injury. He's a game-time decision. He does, uh, quote, have a shot, according to Pellicero. Other updates, uh, Ian Rappaport saying Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin. He's questionable with a neck injury. He plans to play against the Panthers as long as he wakes up feeling good. 
The Jets are expected to have both of their running backs, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, today against the Falcons. Patriots running back Ezekiel Elliott is expected to play against the Chargers. He's questionable with a thigh injury. And the Chargers getting wide receiver Keenan Allen back. He's been dealing with a quadriceps issue, but is expected to play today against New England. Texas wide receiver Tank Dell is questionable with a calf injury, is expected to play today. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's confident in that all week. Wide receiver Noah Brown, he hasn't played since early November because of a knee issue, but he is also expected to go. Cardinals wide receiver Hollywood Brown and tight end Trey McBride. They're both listed as questionable. They are both expected to play today. As for Monday night's game, Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. He's been out a few weeks with a hamstring issue, but will play against the Jags. As for Jacksonville, Travis Etienne uh, is expected to play. In college, man, it was a crazy day in championship weekend as... The top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs carried a 29-game winning streak. They were back-to-back defending national champions, and now they might not be in the playoff at all, but we'll have to see how the uh, playoff committee decides to uh, rank them in their final rankings that are going to be released later today. But number 8, Alabama, upends the top-ranked Bulldogs 27-24 to win the SEC championship. The other top four teams all winning this weekend. Number 2, Michigan shuts out Iowa. Number 16, Hawkeyes lose to the Wolverines 26 to nothing in the Big 10 title game. Number four, Florida State finishes their regular season undefeated at 13-0. They beat number 14 Louisville 16-6 in the ACC championship. Number seven, Texas pounds number 18 Oklahoma State 49-21 in the Big 12 title game. The top-ranked group of five team aiming for a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl game. That was number 22 Tulane, but they get upended in the American Athletic Conference championship game by SMU 26-14. So, uh, we'll have to see exactly uh, which group of five team uh, will be playing in one of those uh, big bowl games. And in the Mountain West, Boise State pounds UNLV 44-20. The Broncos just 4-5 and five a month ago. Back to you guys. Thanks so much, Kevin. Have yourself a good day. Hey, if you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback and everyday purchases and with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Uh, one of the notes out of Kevin's update, uh, shameless plug for the I Want Your Flex podcast that Dan Byer and I do, because uh, he brought up the fact that Brees Hall and Delvin Cook will be available. The Jets, one of, I think we got to 11 teams where for fantasy purposes, you're either starting one player or zero on a given week. And for the Jets, guess where I'm at? Zero. <laughs> Even if you're only running out two wide receivers, you trusted Garrett Wilson game to game with the quarterbacking that we've got there? No, I don't think so. Uh, Andy Furman over there at Andy Furman FSR. Bucky Brooks at Bucky Brooks. Find me over at Swollen Dome. We've got a Monday night football game. Hey, Bucky Brooks, it's your time to shine. Bengals at Jaguars. Oh, you guys going head to head. What's the bet? Oh, boy. Yeah, what is the Ooh. bet? What is the bet, um, Mr. Brooks? You've been ducking me all year long. Ten point spread been, here, thirty nine and a half to total. I haven't been, I haven't been ducking you. I think, I think. Um, <laughs> if You've you been go ducking down, me, man. No, 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 no. I think if you go down, what you should do is, I think you should donate some of that skyline chili to some homeless shelters or whatever around the Jacksonville area. You should ship that down there and let them feed some people around town. Let them get a little sampling of what the Queen City has to offer. How about that? How about this? I'll send it skyline chili to you and you could bring it around <laughs> okay I bring as it long around. as it gets into oh, the hands crazy. of the people yeah it's all that yeah, matters here. i like the goodwill idea okay sure. but it's 
straight up, or do I get the 10 points if I take Cincinnati? What man worth a salt who supports his team wants points? What man takes a bet with points yeah, on his I'm favorite hurting. team? No. I'm hurting no. badly. Come on, no. Joe Burrow's hurting. No. Come on. Uh, like, hey, hey, look, we just had this argument. You want Florida State in? Let's go. Like, hey, the team that shows up <laughs> is the team that shows up. Yeah, this but he, there's, there's a major difference. I'll tell you the major difference. The major difference is that that could be orchestrated that they don't get in. I can't orchestrate this. <laughs> this game's on the schedule. They got to play this game tomorrow night. You know, Florida State is on the on the maybe pressing their face against the window. They may not get in. You know, Shay didn't take any points for the bet you had with him. Oh, wait a minute, Shay. Keep your mouth shut. Please. <laughs> what are you doing? You're killing me. No, what? You don't think I remembered that? You're killing me, Smalls. Come on now. All right, T. Higgins expected back for this one. Big whoop. Uh, Browning. Pass the ball to him? Hey, Browning's completing 66% of his passes, Andy. Yeah. Now he's not completed a pass yeah. beyond 20 yards uh, downfield just yet. So you got that going for you. Uh, Joe Mixon's won still seven falling of eight. forward. They've won seven yes, of eight. They, they have. got Bucky Brooks scouting them. I mean, come on. What else do you Josh need? Allen getting it done. Hey, you know, Trevor Lawrence last week, that was his first 300-yard game of the year. Oh, boy. Who knew? Look, and Calvin, they, Calvin Ridley. All of a sudden, he's back. I heard you guys talking about Zay Jones earlier. You know what Calvin? What happens when Zay Jones is on the field? Calvin Ridley touches the ball. So there's a good correlative effect there. It doesn't he's help taking, you for fantasy he's purposes. It's taking wages on Zay, too. We got wagers on that, too? Yeah, every, on everything. Mm. No, 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 Bucky knows this. Are we parlaying a Zay Jones over no, 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 receptions no, no, no. and no, yardage no. into the no. game? Let's no. go. Now, Bucky knows that the Jaguars weren't run defense. They're averaging like about 84, 86 yards a game allowed. I mean, last week they gave the ball the Bengals did to uh, Joe Burrow, gave the ball to Joe Mixon. Eight carries. Eight freaking carries. 16 yards. He fell oh, forward because he's about he? six feet tall, right? So that yeah. literally means he just right, fell right. down. So they're not going to run against this team, and <laughs> Jake Browning can't pass. So what do you think? It's going to be ugly. You ugly. like that visual, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, literally yeah. falling down like Michael Douglas back in Face the day. Face first. Who's yeah. robbing who? Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so give me the Jaguars side of things. The Defensively, the other Josh Allen finally getting a little bit of love and, and name recognition without having to have a superior nickname to differentiate their buggy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen. I love my Josh Allen. I like my Josh Allen. My Josh Allen. My version of Josh he, Allen. He might be the better Josh Allen. Uh, I won't say that because that quarterback is pretty good. I don't want to say that. No bulletin board material over here. <laughs> no, 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 no. You won't have me on the jumbotron getting them all I'm pumped trying. up. I'm pushing. Yeah, no. I'm working. No, like, look, man, I think Jaguars take care of business. I think they do what they're supposed to do. It's a blackout, Andy, so make sure you're dressed in all black on Monday night. It's a black No, I'll be, I'll be wearing out. black Tuesday after they lose. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll, wear, he'll be prepared lose. watching it. He'll just sleep in the same suit. Oh man! Oh my gosh! It's ugly, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's ugly out you'll there. You'll be, you'll be there, Bucka. Huh? I'm right there, right there, okay. ready. Well, I'm taking my ready. phone off the hook. Don't be calling me at halftime or anything. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, none of that. Uh, uh, yeah, I had a lot of pre- preseason predictions go wrong. Jaguars playing well late. It's on the board of me with them in the Super Bowl, Bucky. So you can't let me down. Big spot here uh, for the for this squad this week. All right, coming up next, we'll take our, our turn into a couple of other uh, coaching rumors, uh, and one involves a guy that's going to be part of the the playoffs. Yeah, that we're pretty sure of. We'll talk about that next here on Fox. Do you love Selena? Like really love. 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio's Fox Football Sunday. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks, Andy Furman with you here. Bucky and I will continue uh, into the next hour as we get you ready for week 13 in your National Football League season. Remember, as you're starting to traverse those fantasy lineups, uh, we've got a short schedule this week. No Bears. All right, no quarterback stuff and no heartache for me. Uh, No Ravens, Bills, Raiders, Vikings, or Giants. No Tommy DeVito for everybody today. A uh, lot of holes in your fantasy lineups as you vie for the playoffs. And as always, uh, insert Harmon's uh, NFL schedule rant here. All right, there it is. Uh, we placed it in. Uh, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Guys, over the last couple of weeks, while he was on suspension before returning to the sidelines and then snubbing the Big Ten commissioner, I don't want your stinking trophy. Give it to that guy over there, standing there with his family. Jim Harbaugh, we've now seen photoshopped into the hats and polo shirts of many NFL teams. I heard you guys talking a little bit earlier about Carolina and and David Tepper and his well lack of patience. So it would be an interesting uh, scenario whereby you would bring in, I don't know, Bill Belichick's rumored to be uh, out in the the wilderness here after the season. 
or Jim Harbaugh? Can we see Jim Harbaugh there? The other name I saw was Kellen Moore. And from a disposition standpoint, I don't know that we have two guys further on the spectrum from one another. But those are two of the names being being tabbed and, and rumored to be uh, possibilities to mentor Bryce Young, who I believe should be in bubble wrap and Andy Dalton should be there to spoil the Bears' number one pick. How do you like that? How do you like that twist on things, fellas? Very nice. Andy, what do you think? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, is if, if he wins, does he put the headset down at Michigan and walk away? Or well, you know, is, uh, I, I there think there's going to be some some uh, fallout on some punishment factors after this deal. I really do. I, I think that just a three-game suspension is just the iceberg tip. So, uh, look, I, I think that he's had enough of Michigan. I really believe that they've treated him like garbage. This guy's won everywhere he's been at, and he's got NFL experience. I'm not comparing it to Kellen Moore. It's a, it's a completely different situation because Moore has never been a head coach anywhere, been an offensive coordinator, a pretty good one. But as far as Jim Harbaugh is concerned, I think that any Anybody would be crazy not to at least talk to him for a possibility of an NFL job because this guy's a winner and he's creative and he's a great coach. Look, he's he's a great coach. He's a winner. He's done it at every level from USD, University of San Diego, to Stanford, to the Niners, to Michigan. Every team that he's touched, he's turned to go. He has uh, created a monster in Michigan. They've won three straight Big Ten titles. Hasn't been done. And they do it in dominant fashion. And this year, they were able to do it with him missing, I think, seven games on the sideline due to various suspensions and those things. I would say this. Every NFL team that has a vacancy should talk to him. But if I'm Jim Harbaugh, why would I leave now when I'm just beginning to have the fun in Michigan? Um, because the know. penalties like, down the road, maybe. A little bit. But I don't think the penalties are going to be as severe. Like, I mean, we've seen the NCAA. Like, what exactly are they going to pinch him on? Like, he sat out. I mean, what, yeah. are they going to vacate the wins? Well, we they can, they can, win they, everybody could fire you know? him like they do at Northwestern. We agree to a suspension. And then, ah, oh, there's more bad press, so let's fire you. Yeah. I'm yeah, just kidding. I mean, like. Uh, the like opportunity a, a, there. Yeah, why, why would Michigan do that? Michigan's never won like this ever. No. In their history. They've never been yeah, like the, this. The one, so thing he's that, that, yeah, the one thing Harper has going for him that Pat Fitzgerald did not have, he's got the alums. Well, I mean, he's. Winning. The alums will never let him go. Well, Fitzgerald had most of the alums. He just didn't have the wins the last couple of years. Right. He right? had the alums because he played for the school. They knew him back then. Just like but Michigan. But he didn't win. Just like, well, I mean, they won when he was a player. Right. And they've but won a, a lot as a coach until the last couple of years. Yeah. Right. right. The last two years True. were ugly, and mm-hmm. so it became a convenient time of, oh, you got this too? See ya. Uh, and away he goes. Uh, yeah, the Har- Harbaugh situation just fascinating to me because, you know, a couple years ago when everybody was like, ah, oh, they should fire him and get rid of him. It's like, you got to remember who you are. Like, you mm-hmm. had a Lloyd Carr season and you had Bo Schembechler mm-hmm. many, many years before that. There's a lot of lean times, a lot of losing right. times, right? One of the things I got I to gotta feel, if you're an Ohio State, you know, alum, fan, whatever, whatever the, the case may be, you- you're salty you about out. it. You want you you'd yeah. love for him to leave. But <laughs> you I mean but on the Fox coverage, I mean, just leave the ISO camera on Urban Meyer whenever they have to talk about Michigan. Oh, right? There's a guy Michigan. that dominated that Wolverines. series and he's just the sitting Wolverines. there the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Now now the that Wolverines. was the one thing, like, you know, and we talked about it last week. If you were suddenly gonna throw Ryan Day to the curb, the only way that happens is if it's like the return of CM Punk to the WWE, Urban Meyer comes oh. walking back in that door. You know, you That's talk the about only, the Ohio State the fans want to see uh, uh, Harbaugh go. They sooner see uh, Randy, uh, see Day go before Harbaugh, right? I mean, they're, they're up in arms right now, don't you think? Oh, there's a lot of saltiness. There's no oh, question yeah. about it. 
win 88% of your games, but it's not good enough because you didn't win the one uh, that you matters. You beat Michigan. No, that's it. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm taking uh, San Francisco-Philadelphia off the board. And your game's tomorrow. So the chicken and beer game of the day, I'm forcing you into the the lazy boy to watch one of these NFL games and really have your rapt attention. What do you got? I got Broncos-Texans. I think it's a pretty good game. I really do. Both teams six and five. You know, Broncos right now the hottest team in the league. Five wins in a row. Uh, you got to see Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud. I think there's a lot of things going, a lot of storylines in that ball game, and both teams vying for playoffs. Hmm. That's a good one. I got one that's going to shock you, the game that I'm looking for, since we, we mentioned them, but we didn't talk about them. I want to see the Los Angeles Chargers there you go. against the New England Patriots. I want to see Mighty Kellen Moore go against the genius of Bill Belichick because you can say a bunch of stuff about the Patriots and their offense. Defensively, they've been playing great the last couple of weeks. What does Kellen Moore, the guru, what does he do to impress me just so I can call, pick up the phone and call the Panthers and say, hey, you know what? Kellen Moore is your guy as the offensive play caller. Let's see what he does against the Patriots. Over under 39 in that one. They're going to lose that game. Oh, yeah. Chargers yeah. are going to go and lose that game. You They're watch. not tough enough. Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. No, that's right. Fourth quarter meltdown yeah. right. once again. Uh, Charger, like We've got a lot of folks that work on that Charger broadcast, fellas. Uh, every one of them ex- is expecting maybe one seat empty on the plane. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> or maybe I'm projecting a little bit. All right, he's Andy Furman. That's Bucky Brooks over there. I'm Mike Harmon. Fox Football Sunday continues. Follow Andy on Twitter at Andy Furman FSR. Follow Bucky at Bucky Brooks. I'm over at Swollen Dome. Bucky and I continue for another hour of scintillating NFL talk next webster's dictionary defines best as offering or producing the greatest advantage utility or satisfaction in conan the barbarian what is best in life to vanquish your opponent to see them driven before you and to hear the lamentation of their women. All right, you were crushing their enemies at the start of that. Mike Harmon alongside Andy Furman, Bucky Brooks. That is the question of the day. We've got plenty of them. You're on the wrong freaking network. You should be on PBS now. What are you talking about? Come on. I'm bringing you into the conversation of the college football playoff. Oh, Simply oh, okay. put, how are we defining best here in early December? And yes, the quote was, crush your enemies and see them driven before you. Mike Harmon, Andy Furman, and Bucky Brooks with you here this morning. Fox Football Sunday. Having a little bit of fun with you here live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And Andy, thank you for that vote of confidence that I could be a trusted voice of reason on public broadcasting. Yes. And it's been a while since Mr. Rogers put that sweater on. It's time for Harmon. Yes, it is. All right. But I will say one thing. Yes, sir. When we talk about the college football playoffs, the Final Four, I think that you may be twisting it a little bit because it's not necessarily looking at the four best teams. Well, but that's... There's a criteria there, and it never really says in the criteria... Who's the best? Well, but that's the right? thing, right? What what are we trying to evaluate here? And if we get down to brass tacks and we all are mm-hmm. honest with ourselves, we're just trying to build the best TV show we can put on, right? Isn't, isn't that what we're trying to do? That's what it should be. Right? If we're honest we with ourselves. Eyes. We want eyeballs. 
right? We want eyeballs, we want tongues wagging, we want debate, which means one of the things we can certainly do is uh, get a little creative in how we, we sort this stuff out. And while we would love to say, hey, the schedule did that. When you're in and away you go, well, we, we know uh, better than that, especially when you've got a couple of SEC teams that are raising their hands. You've got Texas that's trying to crash the party. And then we're sorting out how much do we love or not a Florida State team that with a third string backup quarterback, you got extra players mixed therein. Not an exciting game. I mean, I, I, I get it. If you started putting on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mm -hmm. next to those uh, championship games last night, I couldn't have blamed you. Right? Yeah, if you were playing a tonight. little Christmas music. Yeah. yeah it's I, tonight, though. Right, but that's it. Like tonight, tonight we'll get it back into the National Football League, and uh, yeah, we, we've got uh, Kansas City and Green Bay will be what we're uh, excited about. I I think it's it's great for the the sport that we're having these debates, and that and now we have the lobbying, and I really wish there was a little more time for it to get everybody in front of a podium. Maybe we do a giant debate like we're in the in the political sphere. But here's Kirby Smart after getting uh, vanquished last night. He decided, hey, you know what? I know exactly. I got to go right to the electorate. I got to state my case. Um, as far as your, your second question, look, Bill Hunt Hancock said <laughs> it's not the most deserving. He said simply. It's the best four teams. So mm -hmm. if you're going to tell me somebody sitting in that uh, committee room and doesn't think that that Georgia team is not one of the best four teams, I don't know if they're in the right uh, profession because it, it's, it's, it's a really good football team. It's a really talented football team. It's a really balanced football team. Um, so, you know, they have to make that decision. But it's the best four teams, and uh, that's critical. Um, sure. As far as you Right, trying to get his uh, sell job in after Georgia loses to Alabama. And let's face it, you know, a great game, close game, all of those things. They, they came out and punched Alabama in the mouth, and Alabama didn't mm -hmm. flinch. Right, the best drive of the game was right off the jump. So, wow, that is a nice, long, protracted drive. Uh, and then it slows down. Boo Corrigan earlier in the week, and it's something Jason Smith and I focused on the potential for the chaos in this, when he said, well, about Florida State, yeah, they're a different team right now, right? Different team mm -hmm. without Jordan Travis. Rotomaker continues to in the game and a half that he's been playing, has done well, he has kind of managed the game. So he already he was kicking that door open already, saying, hey, they could win, but don't be surprised if we leave them out because, well, they're a different team. They went and did the job that they were charged to do. I say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Because, again, you're trying to work to what, what you're qualifying as best in this process. And the better TV show, as Vegas will tell you with all the point spreads they put out before these championship games, Florida State would have been a double-digit dog to everybody else. And I love the underdog story. I love the you got to give chances, etc. to a point. To a point. But wait a minute. If you're going with the best four, then today when this committee meets, you have to put Georgia and Alabama in the top four. They both have to be. Well, in why there. would Alabama tr trump Texas? Well, they played each other. Well, wait, yeah, because who beat them? Right. Who won that matchup? It was back 34-24 back in September. Right, I, I but that, that, does, that doesn't count, Andy? 
I guess. We, look. But did, did, didn't Texas so you, get you're better, switching, too? You're going back and forth, okay? You're, you're telling me you want the best four. You're telling me that Alabama and Georgia are not the best four? They're not including the best four? They should be. No, I don't have them in there. No, I'm, okay? t- I'm telling you, why does Alabama suddenly jump Texas now? Because right now they they're, said they're, head-to-head mattered, right? Texas well, can't yeah. score 45 oh, no, points? But you're switching. You're going back to criteria. I get it, okay? But you first said to me the committee wants the best four. That's what Kirby Smart said. Well, if you want the best four, Alabama and Georgia should be there because they're part of the best four. And, Bucky, you'll agree, right? You talk about the best four teams in college football, Alabama and Georgia, two of the best four. Didn't Alabama just need a, a Hail Mary to beat a bad team? I understand. Two weeks was, ago? So I suddenly they're world beaters? They're, they're, they're in the Because I don't care about the 29-game winning streak. Because that's the nonsense that needs to stop. I don't give a damn what Georgia did yeah, last year did or, the year before, right. or, or the year before that. Because mm-hmm. that's been what I've, I've, a lot of the arguments, Bucky, that I've been hearing. is like, mm-hmm. well, they stopped this 29-game winning streak. No, they stopped the streak from this year. Okay, but if I'm, if I'm Nick Saban, you know why? You tell me the best four or whatever. From now on, why would I want to schedule a Texas besides being on well, national TV, right? 100%. Why would I schedule them? No, I agree 100%. Bucky, I mean, that that's one of the things that gets blown up in this is non-conference matchups like that probably go the way of the dinosaur, which they already yeah, were they, anyway. Yeah, they probably do go the way of the dinosaur. Um, I'll say this, and this, this is where it's tough, right? So if you want to go by the criteria, then the teams that you outline are the teams that are most deserving of being out there. Like, if we go by criteria where we talked about a... The Let's team go by the best, Bucky, by best four. And best. See, but, like, the the best is all subjective because here's what I've also seen. I saw Texas struggle with a Houston team. Mm-hmm. I saw Texas have some games in the Big 12 that weren't great. I don't think the Big 12 is a great conference, but you should get credit for winning those games. Every team is not going to be at its best each week. you got to give them credit for being able to win games. And so if that is the case, then Michigan... Washington, um, Texas certainly deserves to be in there. And then you have to say Florida State because here's what I'll say about Florida State. They're undefeated. They played in the ACC. Look, they lost their first two quarterbacks, and they still won games. They beat a Louisville team that, you know, by all accounts, was a top 15, top 16 team that did it. Now, the counter would be like, hey, no one really wants to see this product with Florida State out there without their quarterback. Let's be honest. If it's a TV show, I don't want to see them. You know, but I'll give them credit. I would rather see Bama or Georgia in the mix, and I would rather see Bama because you have more compelling matchups. But if we're doing it based on what you earn, yeah, Florida State earned the right to be in. It just doesn't mean that I want to see that matchup. I'm with you. Yeah, you got your But if you're undefeated, you go undefeated and win your conference, you should be in. I mean, think about it. A little that. bit, but the, the only, the, you should be, but all the conferences aren't created equal. No okay, doubt. Okay, so I just, right. talked about, I just talked about Louisville, right? And everyone is like, oh, but they beat a tough Louisville team. Kentucky beat Louisville. Right. Right? So Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. one of the middling teams in the SEC, beat Louisville the week before. So it's, you have those things where we're comparing and contrasting. Look, everyone thought LSU would be good because the polls and the rankings. But remember, the preseason polls are subjective based on what we think right. will be true, not based on anything that is done. So when Florida State beat LSU, it's because everyone thought LSU would be good, right. not after the fact. So you have a lot of that that is kind of lumped into this cake, which makes it really, really messy. Yeah, Brock Glenn yesterday for Florida State, 8 of 21, 55 yards. Yay. Uh, that, you know, that, we, we've overlooked that, that, the strength of schedule, too. 
Because well, I mentioned early on, so Texas uh, is number 11, Alabama 31, Georgia 61 right. strength of schedule. Right. I mean, Alabama, much tougher schedule. But again, that's that's all changes mm-hmm. over the course of a year as well, right? In um, terms yeah. of, you know, preseason Let- expectations versus what a team becomes. Or in, right, in season, right? Mm-hmm. You look at what the Pac-12 was, guys. Right. Yeah, if you ask that, that question up. in mid-October... They were a bunch of heavyweights, yeah. right? Everybody right. was great. Yeah. Colorado's yeah. the king of the world, and then everything's mm-hmm. falling apart. Now people are fleeing like rats off a sinking ship, but that's a discussion that, for another time. That is a discussion, but also make this. So part of, because everyone has kind of talked about Washington being the number one team and all that other stuff, but like the Pac-12, okay, they beat Oregon State. They beat Oregon twice. They beat that, but like how good is the Pac-12 really? You know what I mean? They beat USC, right. but how good is yeah, USC? It, I mean, it started like all out of, great, right? Yeah, all of that started. But a lot of that conversation starts from how we view these teams in the preseason. In my mind, I don't think that Washington is the best team in football. If you ask me if we had to line up and put Washington versus Bama or Georgia, I would favor Bama or Georgia against them. Yeah, But you know, they but deserve just, to be there because of the criteria that, to get there. That, that, that True. But that so that's what I'm saying, like deserve and all that other stuff. That's why I can't wait to next year when you put twelve teams. Well, in. it takes all of that other stuff off but, the board. But that, I don't that's care exactly twelve it, and eleven, twelve and thirteen. I don't care about twelve and thirteen. I want to see the best teams, and I feel like the best teams will be left out in this conversation. And that's what I think I is the the last part of this when we're we're fighting about what precedent has been for the last decade. You know what? As a committee, right now, you're going. This is our last hurrah. Under this mm-hmm. format, this right. is the last time. Like so, anything we've done in the past really doesn't matter Mm-mm. because this is this is it. So we need the best product we can. And right. once you get to twelve, like you said, Bucky, yeah, someone could be mad. Well, if you weren't in the top twelve, then sorry. Yeah, I, like that's a different. Yeah, I, I don't right? care if there's no SEC yeah. team in there, but the precedent says that there's never a, a, a tournament without but, the SEC. Who cares? But the, but the only thing though is. I don't think any of us in our right mind could say that Bama and Georgia are not like great teams worthy of being in there. Like we can talk right. about the SEC, and I know people are tired of the SEC, sure. but there's a reason why all the NFL players come out of the SEC. Right. There's a reason right. why those teams have consistently won the national championship. So we can't dismiss that conference as is this nothing. Like prior to Georgia losing, we were talking about them being one of the top dynasties that we've ever seen. And right. so it's, it's that I want to give them fair because I also feel like there are certain people, certain fan bases that are running from the SEC discussion. Well, I don't want to see them in a tournament. Yeah, but you got to knock them off to me to kind of deserve the trophy. Look at you bringing in some Ric Flair. At the I want to hear segment. Mr. Rogers' top four. Mr. Rogers, please. My, my top four as yes. it stands right now. Well, let me put my sweater on, neighbor. Uh, as we get to it, I mean, look, Michigan would be number one. Correct. And I, I don't know. I like that. It's a correct answer. Look, at now he's grading me. Yeah. You see, see, this went from, I'd like to have your opinion. No, now I'm grading you. Okay, two. Number one uh, would be there. Uh, I think number two for me, again, based on where we're at, and, and I agree with Bucky to agree, but we have to rank him. Uh, Washington slides into number two, again, based on where we've been. Right. right, and then right. for those other two spots, personally, I would I would take Texas and Alabama myself. See, I, I got everything you got. I got Florida State instead of Alabama, not because I think they. 
that they're that good, but I think they deserve it being a conference champion and going undefeated. And look, as far as TV's uh, concerned, it's going to be an ugly match on TV. They're going to fall flat on their face. They struggled against Louisville yesterday. You know, I'd rather see a better game, and hopefully the, the judges and people who make the decisions today will think about that and say, look, this is a TV audience. They want to see a good game. But that's just it, Andy. It's I mean, they, should I mean, they, they or will yeah. they, right? Right, right. Yeah, they, they struggled against Florida. Florida's terrible yeah, well, in the SEC. Well, Florida started well. <laughs> right, and, like and Florida was up. Hell. Right, so so that's the thing. Like, Florida State struggled against Florida. They were down 12-0 to Florida, and Florida had an opportunity to go up 19-0 if they don't do dumb stuff, you know? And so <laughs> that's the thing, and I know we can break down all of this stuff, but, like, the Florida State argument, hey, man, yeah, it's going to ruffle some feathers if you don't include them. They're undefeated, but let's be honest. No one wants to see them. If they right. play, hey, man, put them in the 4 o'clock game. Like, well, put them in the early game. Save the, save the primetime matchup for the 8 o'clock game. Just remember, hate watching is a very real thing. I was switching back to Toledo, Miami of Ohio yesterday. See, That's how bad it was. You found yourself some, some action in that game anyway. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that great that you can have, like, three or four screens going at the same time? I don't like that. No. no? I, I can't multitask. I can't, I can't do stuff like that. I can't. I, I want to concentrate on one game. That's like reading three books at once. Can't do it. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I go back to my college days and how much I was trying to process. You can't do Boy, it. Boy, it would have been so much better if you could have just focused on one class at a time. And then I could have been a nine-year senior. I'd rather have so had one game today. every night this week. One game every night. Wow! That would have been mm-hmm. Look now, now you're talking TV fun. See, yes. now you're a TV programmer. I Thank like you. that. Spread them out. Yeah. Because again, your best option probably was a Harry Potter marathon last night in, in terms of those championship oh, games man. as well. Right. Am, am I wrong? You're right. As much I mean, as I like watching the Iowa Hawkeyes defense out there. Boy, I tell you, good. that was ugly. Good it was ugly. Of course, let's not get into re- replay reviews. And, and the Oklahoma State-Texas game, it wasn't much better, believe me. No, absolutely. That got ugly in a hurry. All right, he's Andy Furman. Over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. We're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. And coming up next, we'll turn our attention to the National Football League. A couple of games left to preview on the day. And I've got a list of no fewer than like 24 different uh, topics uh, that we can touch on uh, and bounce around for the rest of the hour. For the next six months. No, that's it. Uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, look, you got to program those PBS because you got to go to pledge drives <laughs> and really convince them you've got a program that they can oh, use. Yeah. See what I did there? Hey, football fans, be sure to tune into Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. It's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Krakenberger will have you covered nine, uh, three hours before kickoff. Every Sunday morning. I see I got nine o'clock in my head. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff presented by Bet MGM right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. That's right. Uh, coming up after us, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, one last note from the Big Ten title game, guys. Uh, Bet MGM actually put out a tweet yesterday. 99.5% of money wagered on Iowa in the first half was on the under. Hmm. Which, really? Yeah, which was 0.5 points. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> all those people cash tickets. Coming up next, we turn our attention. Oh, wait a minute. Time yeah. out for right, a second. Go ahead. Before I forget, i got to congratulate you. Northwestern top Purdue in basketball. That was I thought that of was you. That was fun on Friday yeah, night, I let me bet, tell you. Yeah. 
haven't that see, but I had the multi-screen experience here in the Fox Sports Radio studio because I had that on one screen and on the other I had Washington and Oregon. I'm like, out of hell with this football game. Let's go, Cats! Let's go. I can't believe that. Game. And then the dopey, uh, you know, president and everybody, uh, AD started putting out videos uh, touting success. Where were you when things were tough, AD? Where yeah. were you? <laughs> Head in the sand. <laughs> exactly. All right, there's my rant for the 30 seconds this morning. We'll continue with the NFL and a first trip to Lambeau. That's next on Fox. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio, Fox Football Sunday, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Mike Harmon alongside Andy Furman, Bucky Brooks. You can find them on X slash Twitter at Andy Furman FSR at Bucky Brooks. Read Bucky's latest NFL.com. Andy's uh, Twitter account. You check it out. He's doing radio hits during the week. You can find his availability there. Find the latest columns that he's writing. Maybe I'll get a write-up like Brandon Steiner after I moved to Brooklyn for six months. How's that? Does that work, Andy? Change your address. Get a post office box. Just get a P.O. box there and and I'll qualify. I kind of dig that. Yeah. See, I'm gaming the system. 
I never knew you were such a collector. Oh, yeah, since I was a kid, man. Really? Oh, yeah. So, so uh, Bucky, he did a profile of Brandon Steiner, you know, Steiner Sports yep. uh, memorabilia, right? One of the big ones in the game and, and all of the different ventures he he's got going. He was a good going. man, too, on the phone. He really was. See, there you go. A long, from long Brooklyn. Time what do you expect? Well, exactly. From Brooklyn. I remember going to a wedding. My cousin got married in Brooklyn, and we were walking around trying to find a bite to eat before, uh, you know, right after we landed and, and we're walking through town and, and, you know, the kids were smaller then and this guy goes hey how you doing today i'm like feeling good he goes of course you're feeling good you're in brooklyn there you go as the guy sitting on the front stoop you had all the stereotypes of every mob movie you've ever seen. But you know what? It was great for me, and the kids enjoyed it. Uh, just like going back home to Chicago. Uh, some of the, the mm. fun and excitement therein. Hey, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Later on, one of the game's greats pays visit to a stadium for the first time that's our sunday game why don't we dive right into it chiefs at packers yeah let's get it on the packers on the on the come here guys winners of three of their last four this one chiefs a six point road favorite 43 is the total uh jerick mckinnon out so the pass catcher out of the backfield not there isaiah pacheco though 16 carries per game the last three rasheed rice four or more receptions six of his last seven games uh you know what the next leading receiver is on the uh, reception total yeah it's Kadarius tony he's got 21 so that one mm-hmm. still leaves me a giant question mark that we have to figure out there green bay winners three of four jordan love seven tds two picks his last three Jaden reed out of michigan state showing up big for him darnell savage coming back to that secondary all right bucky i'll start with you your former squad here starting to rise up maybe the hey jordan loves a terrible quarterback thing narrative dies at least for a little while until the chiefs defense gets a hold of him yeah i think it dies for a little bit but give me the kansas city chiefs they kind of understand now it's time for them to get to rolling i don't expect the offense to be what we've seen in the past but they can be a more efficient model uh pat mahomes and the young crew they get it together defense continues to play well and that is enough to knock off the green bay packers ain't gonna happen Ain't going to happen. Packers are going to win today. They're vulnerable, those Kansas City Chiefs are. And they're coming off a big win, the Packers are, over Detroit at Detroit, 29-22. And how'd they do it? You know, if I'm the coaching staff of the Packers, well, how'd they beat the Detroit Lions? You know what they did? They won the turnover battle, and they won the sack battle. And they got to do the same thing today. And I tell you what, that offense on the Kansas City Chiefs is very, very questionable. Travis Kelsey, the, the worst uh, yards per catch in his career, a little over 10, right? Right now, and look, Isaac Pacheco, he's the guy, got to stick the ball in his belly. But other than that, it's defense that's carrying this team. I like the Green Bay Packers to win this game and go 6 and 6. Now we'll see if Taylor Swift shows up for uh, Sunday night football. She does do road games. Well, they might need her here. Yeah, I know. I mean, you I need know. her here. I mean, maybe she can play wide receiver because that's one thing they did not address at the trade deadline. I'm still. Uh, Kind of uh, scratching my head. Not that anybody's going to go out of their way to help Kansas City, Bucky, but it did it surprise you that they didn't go and find someone off the scrap heap? No, not really, because Candy Reed believes he can develop wide receivers. I think they have a lot of faith and confidence in their young crew developing, and they're just going to keep pressing on with them. Uh, they feel like their quarterback can make anybody right. It's just a matter of time before it clicks. 
Yeah, still waiting on the uh, emergence and weekly production out of uh, Sky Moore. He had three for 34 in that game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm gonna st- I'll take the uh, Chiefs, although I did pick the Packers to win that division before the year. So, wow, you know, with bold. Detroit uh, scuffling a little bit and Jared Goff becoming turnover prone, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of digging it, but I'm not going to make it about me unless I just did. Because <laughs> it is quiz. sports talk radio. I mean, that's what we're supposed <laughs> to do, right? You should, really. <laughs> Loud mouths uh, with big opinions. That's what we do here. A little bit watch of art it, and science, it. just like those uh, – committee members will have to be in the college football world uh, later on today. He's Bucky Brooks. There's Andy Firm. We got one more game left to preview and some other big NFL news and notes. But for all that's developing in the overnight, it's our guy Kevin Wyatt with an update on the injury list as they start to roll through. What's going on, Kevin? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers back at practice this week, and Ian Rappaport with an update on the possibility that he might come back and play. But uh, according to Rappaport, if the Jets are out of the playoffs, Rodgers not expected to be cleared. However, there is a chance it could be activated to that 53-man roster. But even then, if the team is out of contention, he would not play. Instead, he would be the third quarterback only to be used emergencies, helping him stay uh, fo- connected and focused and involved uh, with the team's operations. No emergency quarterbacks have been used this season. Uh, Tom Pellicero with an update. Saints wide receiver Chris Olave, he's questionable in concussion protocol, expected to play today against the Lions. As for uh, defensive end Cam Jordan, he didn't practice all week because of an ankle injury. He's a game-time decision. He does, uh, quote, have a shot, according to Pellicero. Other updates, uh, Ian Rappaport saying Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin. He's questionable with a neck injury. He plans to play against the Panthers as long as he wakes up feeling good. The Jets are expected to have both of their running backs, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, today against the Falcons. Patriots running back Ezekiel Elliott is expected to play against the Chargers. He's questionable with a thigh injury. And the Chargers getting wide receiver Keenan Allen back. He's been dealing with a quadriceps issue, but is expected to play today against New England. Texas wide receiver Tank Dell is questionable with a calf injury, is expected to play today. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's confident in that all week. Wide receiver Noah Brown, he hasn't played since early November because of a knee issue, but he is also expected to go. Cardinals wide receiver Hollywood Brown and tight end Trey McBride, they're both listed as questionable. They are both expected to play today. As for Monday night's game, Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins, he's been out a few weeks with a hamstring issue, but will play against the Jags. As for Jacksonville, Travis Etienne uh, is expected to play. In college, man, it was a crazy day in championship weekend as... The top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs carried a 29-game winning streak. They were back-to-back defending national champions, and now they might not be in the playoff at all, but we'll have to see how the uh, playoff committee decides to uh, rank them in their final rankings that are going to be released later today. But number 8, Alabama, upends the top-ranked Bulldogs 27-24 to win the SEC championship. The other top four teams all winning this weekend. Number 2, Michigan shuts out Iowa. Number 16, Hawkeyes lose to the Wolverines 26-0 in the Big 10 title game. Number four, Florida State finishes their regular season undefeated at 13-0. They beat number 14, Louisville, 16-6 in the ACC championship. Number seven, Texas pounds number 18, Oklahoma State, 49-21 in the Big 12 title game. The top 
top-ranked Group of Five team aiming for a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl game. That was number 22, Tulane, but they get upended in the American Athletic Conference Championship game by SMU, 26-14. So, uh, we'll have to see exactly uh, which Group of Five team uh, will be playing in one of those uh, big bowl games. And in the Mountain West, Boise State pounds UNLV 44-20. The Broncos just 4-5 and five a month ago. Back to you guys. Thanks so much, Kevin. Have yourself a good day. Hey, if you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases and with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Uh, one of the notes out of Kevin's update, uh, shameless plug for the I Want Your Flex podcast that Dan Byer and I do, because uh, he brought up the fact that Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook will be available. The Jets, one of, I think we got to 11 teams where for fantasy purposes, you're either starting one player or zero on a given week. And for the Jets, guess where I'm at? Zero. <laughs> Even if you're only running out two wide receivers, you trusted Garrett Wilson game to game with the quarterbacking that we've got there? No, I don't think so. Uh, Andy Furman over there at Andy Furman FSR. Bucky Brooks at Bucky Brooks. Find me over at Swollen Dome. We've got a Monday night football game. Hey, Bucky Brooks, it's your time to shine. Bengals at Jaguars. Oh, you guys going head to head. What's the bet? Oh, boy. Yeah, what is the Ooh. bet? What is the bet, um, Mr. Brooks? You've been ducking me all year long. Ten points spread been, here, thirty-nine and a half to total. I haven't been, I haven't been ducking you. I think, I think. Um, <laughs> if You've you been go ducking down, me, man. No, 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 no. I think if you go down, what you should do is, I think you should donate some of that Skyline chili to some homeless shelters or whatever around the Jacksonville area. You should ship that down there and let them feed some people around town. Let them get a little sampling of what the Queen City has to offer. How about that? How about this? I'll send the Skyline chili. To to you, and you could bring it around. <laughs> okay, I bring as it long around. as it gets into oh, the hands of the people, yeah, it's all that yeah, matters here. I like the goodwill the idea. Okay, sure. but it's straight up. Or do I get the ten points if I take Cincinnati? What man? worth a salt who supports his team wants points. What man takes a bet with points yeah, on his I'm favorite hurting. team? No. I'm hurt no. daily. Come on, no. Joe Burrow's hurting no. Come on. No. Hey, hey, look, we just had this argument. You want Florida State in? Let's go. Like, hey, the team that shows up is the team that shows up. Yeah, this but here, there's, there's a major difference. I'll tell you the major difference. The major difference is that that could be orchestrated that they don't get in. I can't orchestrate this. <laughs> this game's on the schedule. They're going to play this game tomorrow night. You know, Florida State is on on the, on the maybe pressing their face against the window. They may not get in. You know, Shay didn't take any points for the bet you had with him. Oh, wait a minute, Shay. Keep your mouth shut. Please. <laughs> what are you doing? You're killing me. No, what? You don't think I remember that? You're killing me, Smalls. Come on now. All right, T. Higgins expected back for this one. Big whoop. Uh, Browning. Pass the ball to him? Hey, Browning's completing 66% of his passes, Andy. Yeah. Now he's not completed a pass yeah. beyond 20 yards uh, downfield just yet. So you got that going for you. Uh, Joe Mixon's won still seven of eight. Forward. They've won seven yes, of eight. They have. Bucky Brooks scouting them. I mean, come on. What else do you Josh need? Allen getting it done. Hey, you know, Trevor Lawrence last week, that was his first 300-yard game of the year. Oh, boy. Who knew? Look, and Calvin, Calvin Ridley. All of a sudden, he's back. I heard you guys talking about Zay Jones earlier. You know what, Calvin, yeah. what happens when Zay Jones is on the field? Calvin Ridley touches the ball. So there's a good correlative effect there. It doesn't he's help taking, you for fantasy he's purposes. Wages. He's taking wages on Zay, too. 
We got wagers on that too. Yeah, every, on everything. Mm. No, 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 Bucky knows this. Are we parlaying a Zay Jones over no, 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 receptions no, no, no. and no, yardage no, into the no. game? Let's no. go. The Bucky knows that the Jaguars weren't run defense. They're averaging like about 84, 86 yards a game allowed. I mean, last week they gave the ball, the Bengals did to uh, Joe Burrow, gave the ball to Joe Mixon. Eight carries. Eight freaking carries. 16 yards. He fell forward because he's about six feet tall, right? So that literally means he just fell down. So they're not going to run against this team, and Jake Browning can't pass. So what do you think? It's going to be ugly. You liked that visual, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, literally yeah. falling down, like Michael Douglas back in Face the day. Face first. Who's Robin Who? Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so give me the Jaguars side of things. The Defensively, the other Josh Allen finally getting a little bit of love and, and name recognition without having to have a superior nickname to differentiate their buggy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen. I love my Josh Allen. I like my Josh Allen. My Josh Allen. My version of Josh he, Allen. Did. He might be the better I'm Josh thinking. Allen. Uh, I won't say that because that quarterback is pretty good. I don't want to say that. No bulletin board material over here. Gets the Buffalo Bills get no, 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 no. You won't have me on the jumbotron getting them all pumped up. I'm pushing. Yeah, no. Nah, nah, like, look, man, I think Jaguars take care of business. I think they do what they're supposed to do. It's a blackout, Andy, so make sure you're dressed in all black on Monday night. It's a black. No, I'll be, I'll be wearing out. black Tuesday after they lose. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll, wear, he'll be prepared lose. watching it. He'll just sleep in the same suit. Oh man! Oh my God! It's ugly, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's ugly. Out you'll there. be, you'll be there, Buck, huh? I'm right there, right there, okay. ready. Well, I'm taking my ready. phone off the hook. Don't be calling me at halftime or anything. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, none of that. Uh, uh, yeah, I had a lot of pre- preseason predictions go wrong. Jaguars playing well late. It's on the board of me with them in the Super Bowl, Bucky. So you can't let me down. Big spot here uh, for the for this squad this week. All right, coming up next, we'll take our, our turn into a couple of other uh, coaching rumors, uh, and one involves a guy that's going to be part of the the playoffs. Yeah, that we're pretty sure of. We'll talk about that next year on Fox. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio's Fox Football Sunday. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks, Andy Furman with you here. Bucky and I will continue uh, into the next hour as we get you ready for week 13 in your National Football League season. Remember, as you're starting to traverse those fantasy lineups, uh, we've got a short schedule this week. No Bears. All right, no quarterback stuff and no heartache for me. Uh, No Ravens, Bills, Raiders, Vikings, or Giants, no Tommy DeVito for everybody today. A uh, lot of holes in your fantasy lineups as you vie for the playoffs. And as always, uh, insert Harmon's uh, NFL schedule rant here. All right, there it is. Uh, we placed it in. Uh, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Guys, over the last couple of weeks, while he was on suspension before returning to the sidelines and then snubbing the Big Ten commissioner, I don't want your stinking trophy. Give it to that guy over there, standing there with his family. Jim Harbaugh, we've now seen photoshopped into the hats and polo shirts of many NFL teams. I heard you guys talking a little bit earlier about Carolina and and David Tepper and his well lack of patience. So it would be an interesting uh, scenario whereby you would bring in, I don't know, Bill Belichick's rumored to be uh, out in the, the wilderness here after the season, or Jim Harbaugh. Can we see Jim Harbaugh there? The other name I saw was Kellen Moore. And from a disposition standpoint, I don't know that we have two guys further on the spectrum from one another. But those are two of the names being being tabbed and and rumored to be uh, possibilities to mentor Bryce Young, who I believe should be in bubble wrap and Andy Dalton should be there to spoil the Bears' number one pick. How do you like that? How do you like that twist on things, fellas? Very nice. Andy, what do you think? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, is if, if he wins, does he put the headset down at Michigan and walk away? Or well, you know, I, I think there's going to be some some uh, fallout on some punishment factors after this deal. I really do. I, I think that just a three-game suspension is just the iceberg tip. So, uh, look, I, I think that he's had enough of Michigan. I really believe that they've treated him like garbage. This guy's won everywhere he's been at, and he's got NFL experience. I'm not comparing it to Kellen Moore. It's a completely different situation because Moore has never been a head coach anywhere, been an offensive coordinator, a pretty good one. But as far as Jim Harbaugh is concerned, I think that any would be crazy not to at least talk to him for a possibility of an NFL job because this guy's a winner and he's creative and he's a great coach. 
Look, he's he's a great coach. He's a winner. He's done it at every level, from USD, University of San Diego, to Stanford, to the Niners, to Michigan. Every team that he's touched, he's turned to go. He has uh, created a monster in Michigan. They've won three straight Big Ten titles. Hasn't been done, and they do it in dominant fashion. And this year, they were able to do it with him missing, I think, seven games on the sideline due to various suspensions and those things. I would say this. Every NFL team that has a vacancy should talk to him. But if I'm Jim Harbaugh, why would I leave now when I'm just beginning to have the fun in Michigan? Um, because the penalties like, down the say, road, maybe. A little bit. But I don't think the penalties are going to be as severe. Like, I mean, we've seen the NCAA. Like, what exactly are they going to pinch him on? Like, he sat out. I mean, what, yeah. are they going to vacate the wins? Well, we they all can, saw they can, they, games, everybody can fire you know? him like they do at Northwestern. We agree to a suspension, and then, ah, oh, there's more bad press, so let's fire you. Yeah. I'm yeah, just kidding. I mean, like. Uh, the like opportunity a, there. Yeah, why, why would Michigan do that? Michigan's never won like this ever. No. In their history. They've never been yeah, like the, this. The one so thing that, that yeah, the one thing Harbaugh has going for him that Pat Fitzgerald did not have, he's got the alums. Well, I mean, he's the alums will never let him go. Well, Fitzgerald had most of the alums. He just didn't have the wins the last couple of years. Right. He right? had the alums because he played for the school. They knew him back then. Just like But Michigan. he didn't win. Just like, well, I mean, they won when he was a player. Right. And they've but won a, coach, a lot yeah. as a coach until the last couple of years. Yeah. Right. right? The last two years True. were ugly, and mm-hmm. so it became a convenient time of, oh, you got this too? See ya. Uh, and away he goes. Uh, yeah, the Har- Harbaugh situation just fascinating to me because, you know, a couple years ago when everybody was like, ah, oh, they should fire him and get rid of him. It's like, you got to remember who you are. Like, you mm-hmm. had a Lloyd Carr season and you had Bo Schembechler mm-hmm. many, many years before that. There's a lot of lean times, a lot of losing right. times, right? One of the things I got I to gotta feel, if you're an Ohio State, you know, alum, fan, whatever, whatever the, the case may be, you're salty you about it. You want you you'd yeah. love for him to leave, but <laughs> I mean, but on the Fox coverage, I mean, just leave the ISO camera on Urban Meyer. Whatever they have to talk about, Michigan. Oh, right? there's a guy Michigan. that dominated the that series, and he's just the sitting there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now the that was the one thing, like you know, and we talked about it last week. If you were suddenly going to throw Ryan Day to the curb, the only way that happens is if it's like the return of CM Punk to the WWE. Urban Meyer comes oh. walking back in that door. You know, you that's talked the about only, the Ohio State fans want to see uh, uh, Harbaugh go. They soon to see uh, Randy, uh, see Day go before Bill Harbaugh, right? I mean, they're, they're up in arms right now, don't you think? Oh, there's a lot of saltiness. There's no oh, question yeah. about it. Win 88% of your games, but it's not good enough because you didn't win the one uh, that you matters. You Michigan. No, that's it. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm taking uh, San Francisco, Philadelphia off the board. And your game's tomorrow. So the chicken and beer game of the day, I'm forcing you into the, the lazy boy to watch one of these NFL games and really have one. your rapt attention. What do you got? I got Broncos-Texans. I think it's a pretty good game. I really do. Both teams 6-5. and five. The Broncos right now the hottest team in the league, five wins in a row. Uh, you got to see Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud. I think there's a lot of things going, a lot of storylines in that ball game, and both teams vying for playoffs. Hmm. That's a good one. I got one that's going to shock you, the game that I'm looking for, since we, we mentioned him, but we didn't talk about him. I want to see the Los Angeles Chargers there you go. against the New England Patriots. They're going to lose that Mighty game, not I want to see Mighty Kellen Moore go against the genius of Bill Belichick because you can say a bunch of stuff about the Patriots and their offense. Defensively, they've been playing great the last couple of weeks. What does Kellen Moore, the guru, what does he do to impress me just so I can call, pick up the phone and call the Panthers and say, hey, you know what? Kellen Moore is your guy as the offensive play caller. Let's see what he does against the Patriots. Over under 39 in that one. They're going to lose that game. 
Oh, yeah. Chargers yeah. are going to go and lose that game. Yeah, you they're watch. not tough enough. Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. No, that's right. Fourth quarter meltdown yeah, right. once again. Uh, Charger, like we've got a lot of folks that work on that Charger broadcast, fellas. Uh, every one of them ex- is expecting maybe one seat empty on the plane, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> or maybe I'm projecting a little bit. All right, he's Andy Furman. That's Bucky Brooks over there. I'm Mike Harmon. Fox Football Sunday continues. Follow Andy on Twitter at Andy Furman FSR. Follow Bucky at Bucky Brooks. I'm over at Swollen Dome. Bucky and I continue for another hour of scintillating NFL. I'll talk next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.